0: Welcome it to is Thursday through. night, though, so it's a night for clapping, isn't it? Yeah, well, <laughs> is that
1: what people do on Thursdays? Clap? Yeah. Steve
2: Erickson claps a lot, you know, when we record with him. Does he? Oh, we've started!
1: Sorry, Andy. Sorry,
2: Andy, go Andy you go. go. I think we started half an hour ago, to be honest, but given the way things have gone, then I think this is probably doing not too badly. So, hello, welcome to Playthrough. where four professional podcasters, which is what we are. Playthrough Part 2 of Until Dawn covering chapters four through to seven. This is episode 22, which by my reckoning is... Uh, we missed it out last time, actually. I forgot to... Very remiss of me. I forgot to put in the episode number last time and got told off by Mads because oh. it's a very important feature of the podcast. So this is episode 22. Welcome, everybody. Uh, joining me, Andy Gilmore, we have Jim Middleton. Good evening, Jim. Hello. We have Chris Worthington. Hello, Chris. Hello. Hello. And we have Mads Christensen. Good evening, Mads. Good evening. Thank you for your patience, gentlemen. Um, You wouldn't be aware of this as a listener, but we had a couple of technical hitches getting things up and running owing to, um, we're going to blame internet connections. It might be my technical incompetence. It might be a combination of both, but we're here now. We're recording and hopefully this makes sense when it's all put together. So everybody well? Everything okay? All good. Yeah, fine. Thanks. I'm a little perturbed. (laughs) Perturbed? Do tell.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Well, I didn't number my notes, my pages of my notes. So while you were fannying round <laughs> with your internet connection, I was busy. Troubleshooting, Chris. It's called troubleshooting. Organising my pages of my notes. At, and I feel like i have probably still not in order.
2: So if I start talking about chapter seven in the middle of chapter four, do stop me. We should hopefully pick up on that. No problems at all. Um, yeah, so as I say, we'll get down to it fairly quickly because there's a wee bit to cover tonight. And obviously, last time around, we covered all the um, kind of introductions to the game itself. So tonight, we're going to talk about chapters four to seven. It was left on a bit of a cliffhanger last time around. So lots to discuss. It's a busy few chapters or four chapters with lots happening and a couple of uh, A couple of turns coming in that we didn't maybe didn't see coming. So um, before we get into it, uh, we have actually got um, a listener's submission, which I'm going to put in at the start because it doesn't have any spoilers in it. So this was from uh, Skeksidar, who very uh, kindly contributed to the episode last time as well. This is just a written contribution that he's put in here. So... I'll read this out before we get started because it sets the tone quite nicely. So he says, Hi there, I thought I'd send a quick message with my thoughts on Until Dawn from chapters 4 to 7. If you thought that the first few chapters were just cheap jump scares, things certainly ramp up in these chapters. This is a point in the game where you start to notice that paying attention to the totems really does help out. And thankfully you can watch the small clips over and over if needed. By this point, you start to realise that seemingly insignificant choices or failed QTEs can actually cause the death of a character. Um, Though you might not mind much, depending on who it is, which is very true. Um, The scenes with Mike in the asylum and Emily in the mines are really atmospheric and genuinely keep you on edge whilst you explore. What I like about Until Dawn is that you may have already had an idea about the twists in these chapters by taking care to examine the items around a game to build up a picture of what is seemingly going on. No spoilers for me but there are more twists in the tale to come. Thanks to you guys for picking this game. Ideal for Halloween and great fun to boot. So thank you very much Skeksidar for taking the time to write that in. And as I say, it sets the tone quite nicely for chapter four, which is where we pick up. Um, just before we do that, has anybody got any particularly important news that they would like to cover? Anything they would like to talk about? Or do you just want to get straight into it? I fancy getting straight into it. I think so. Yeah, yeah. yeah. we've got quite a lot to cover. If there's time at the, time of the end, for, we can maybe have a Sydney quick...
1: We've been sitting here for two hours already, haven't we? So uh, we should probably get back into it. <laughs> it was nothing other <laughs> than I think
3: Andy promised that this would be a, a short episode. He said something like an hour. So let's we'll yeah. just get into it. We should
2: probably clarify what we define as short before we get started. So I would say sub three hours is short. Is that what you work to? <laughs> ah, okay, I, okay. I agree. I agree. Um, settling,
1: settling kids,
2: we're in for the long strap. haul. Oh, yes. <laughs> Indeed, yeah, lots to cover. So, we start off with chapter four. Now, interestingly, mine was called loyalty, but what same. was yours called? Same. Yeah, same, same. Yeah, apparently it can, it can be, be called others. Yeah, it can be called malevolence. I think depending on possibly choices okay. you've made yeah. earlier. But it sounds like we're all on the same page with regards to the the main choices we've made so far. So, as a quick recap, it gives you this anyway, just for the chapter. But just to Get us all on the same page. We left it where Chris and Ashley had just been knocked out by this masked stranger. Uh, Jessica was snatched through the window of the cabin where she was staying with Mike. Uh, Matt and Emily were on their way back down the mountain to get her bag that she'd left behind. But I just found that pig's head on a skewer and then we're suddenly plunged into darkness after the lights on the path were knocked out. And Sam was trying her best to have a bath. And Josh was missing in action after storming away from the Ouija board game that he'd played with um, Chris and Ashley earlier. So we don't know where he is at this point. Um, So chapter four picks up right where where it left off with Jessica. So obviously she'd just been snatched through the window, dragged away screaming, and it follows with Mike running out into the snow, chasing him. Uh, Still interesting wearing whatever clothes you had him in at the end of the previous episode. So um, for me, thankfully... He was still in his vest, so he wouldn't have got too chilly, I don't think. And he's got the uh, the rifle that he was messing about with earlier. <laughs> um, you've got the choice here where you can basically take a shortcut, which is obviously going to be riskier, or follow the path. Um, I went for the shortcut. Did you guys take
3: shortcuts or did you follow the path? No, shortcuts. Shortcut. It yeah. felt like there was some urgency here, so yeah yeah see who does by the way this is great stuff this there is a sense of
1: urgency the game really does with the camera angles and the music you can really feel it and and with nailing nailing qtes whilst feeling that
2: urgency is actually quite difficult yeah (laughs) yeah did you also notice a change in the time that you've got to make the button presses as well
0: Yes, the, the the more sort of drama there is in the situation, the yeah. quicker the QTE goes, doesn't it? Mm-hmm.
2: These, these the button time presses time. felt yeah. pretty quick. I thought it maybe made a mistake going that way because we talked about it on the last episode. I'm reasonably familiar with the because it only ever uses the face buttons. Thankfully, it doesn't start mm-hmm. getting sho- not yeah. yet at least it doesn't get shoulder buttons or anything involved, which is fine. But the, you,
3: you do have to be pretty quick with the button presses. Um,
2: yeah, did you
3: to. it Does it? Does it actually only use three of them? Isn't it just? Uh, have you ever been? Have, you, have we ever had to press cross? Isn't it always square, circle, or triangle? You do
2: have to press
1: cross. i sure. I'm, I've just. Yeah. I, I
3: think so many years of playing PlayStation's, I, I've just internalized where those keys are. Yeah.
2: Likewise. Yeah. I couldn't actually tell you, Matt, if uh, if it uses three or four. Uh, but yeah, you have, yeah. you had to be a wee bit quicker. Did you guys kind of get through the section successfully? There was no, you didn't fail any of the QTEs.
0: I yeah, had an no, absolute mirror so. with this. I mean, <laughs> oh, God. Yeah. <laughs> okay, yeah. what happens. I, well, I think because I'd had a couple of days between when we finished the last chapter, so chapter three, and I'd had a few days yeah. off before starting four, and then pretty much you're straight away into these QTEs on you, and I just what wasn't... What kind of excuse? What I wasn't expecting it, Chris. Like you just, I wasn't <laughs> expect, you're some <pressing laughs>
1: buttons on a controller know, that you've been I know, but I wasn't expecting
0: it. Poor Mike, he was stumbling around like a... Been on the booze all night. <laughs> he, was, he was falling over. He was trying missing jumps. and then um, Mate, you, well, you
1: can't blame your incompetence on not having played the game for three days when all you do is pressing buttons. Well, my,
0: my incompetence had consequences, i tell you that.
2: <laughs> did it ultimately have any effect on... It, obviously, nothing happened to Mike. He still kind of completed the scene, did he?
0: Yes, he made it to the... Uh, the it's like a mine, isn't it, where you end up?
2: yeah exactly
0: that I, so i
1: failed the f- i failed the first one but 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 landed all the others and after failing the first one i thought oh god i'm having a mare. and then actually kind of got my got myself together and did manage to land the the others so i think i was uh yeah in terms of the consequences i
2: i passed right good yeah so you eventually make your way down slide your way down through a couple of gullies um There's an extra couple of QTEs where he has to grab a branch and all this sort of stuff. But he's still, most importantly, got the rifle and the lantern on him by the time you get to the bottom. Um, He keeps shouting after Jessica. He hears a few screams. Um, As you say, the music's getting pretty tense. The stakes feel very high at this stage. And you eventually, once the QTE comes to an end, you find yourself at what looks like um, maybe an old mill or a mining facility, I thought, when I first saw it. And you can hear Jessica screaming yeah. and you actually see her being dragged into one of the buildings. So you follow her in, find out that it is indeed an old mine access. And there's a sign pointing to an elevator, which you can take down. At this point, there was a yellow totem that you find at the bottom of the stairs that showed Mike patting a wolf, which came yep. into play yeah, for that. me later on. Yeah. Did you guys find that? Yeah. And yeah, it's basically everything about that area seems to be fairly threatening. There's sort of signs above the tunnel saying that it's unsafe, keep out. Uh, But at the same time, it sounds as though Jessica's now, or you're now much closer to Jessica. Uh, So you follow her into there and it opens up into a larger chamber and you hear some music from Jess's phone. And we actually see Jess at that point, albeit she's lying inside a lift cage and she's actually looking pretty bloody and battered. I thought she was looking a bit sorry for herself. But uh, most importantly, she is still alive. So she begs Mike for help, and you run across, try to help her. Just before you reach her, whoosh, the lift just drops yeah. away yeah. with her it on it, off. which it's quite a good little scene, I thought.
0: I don't um, remember seeing, Jess. Okay, wrong. I
3: thought of the scene as well. But but there was a couple of things I saw before this as well. There was uh, two, two chances of actually getting a shot at the guy who was uh, <laughs> running through the mine, wasn't there? Yeah. That was after,
0: wasn't
2: it? That's, That's, after. After. That's yeah.
3: just about I
0: to was come sure up. That was... Yes. Okay, yeah. okay. Sorry. Okay. Yeah. So I, I didn't see Jess, though. Well, I don't remember seeing her. So okay. I got into the mine and she was above me. And there was like a, a, a like a cliff face or something that you had to climb. Again, messed up the QTE. But <laughs> then I heard more screaming and Mike gets starts to climb. And then basically, Jessica, f- for me, she fell and, like, half of her face was, like, missing. And, that, <laughs> yeah. and it showed you, me, showed you like, a little clip of me stumbling, missing jumps left, right, and center, and basically saying, yeah, this was your fault. And then you didn't get there in time sort of thing, and then Jessica's uh, no more. She's missing half her face. Oh, okay. wow. Okay. So so your Jessica's dead. So, yeah, my Jessica's dead. Ah, dear. So that, oh, that's the, well, that's because... the first one ticked off.
3: I got the same as Andy, I think, where she was lying on the elevator or whatever it was, and you go there to, to get her and, and all of a sudden the elevator just drops. Like that. Yeah. And that's what she, happened. She, to she me must, as must well. have been killed there as well. Yes. Oh, I'm not sure. She could yeah, i it,
2: of course. Yeah. I think it would have well, I think if she was dead, I'm working on the assumption that if people die it will quite explicitly show you that because we get an example of that later on and then it sounds Death. I didn't see what you saw, Jim, so it sounds as though We we also get an example of the opposite, mate.
1: Yeah, we do. Yeah, yes,
2: uh, it, yeah. I, I think she's still alive.
3: I'm going yeah, with that at this lunch. point as well. Yeah, that's okay. what my okay. gut instinct is. Um, she was, she was very hurt though. In in my version, when she was lying there, on, yeah. Oh, she looked in a dreadful well. state. Yeah, no is about yeah. it.
1: Um, so she's, she's actually quite a nice girl when she's unconscious, isn't she? Yeah, <laughs> I've never, I've never <laughs> that
2: way. She's definitely a bit more pleasant. Yeah. So this lift drops away, and at the same time, uh, there's a platform above that collapses and very handily creates a ramp. And we can see somebody on it. I think this is a point that you're talking about, Mads. We can see somebody on it looking down at us. So Mike shoulders the rifle to take a shot. Um, I almost completely mess this up because there's a couple times where events like this come up where it brings up the crosshair. And mm. I sometimes... It takes me a second to realise that it's actually expecting yeah. me to do something. Um, and yeah. I only yeah, just... I've,
1: yeah, I find it quite difficult. Yeah.
2: Yeah, I only just got it done in time. So he shoulders the rifle and takes a shot and... The
3: but I think he misses it, doesn't he? And I I cap-
0: missed it, yeah.
3: <laughs> yeah. So this so I'm I am sure I didn't even get the shot off. I wanted to to ask you guys. I think there's two uh, two two opportunities to shoot, and in both of them yeah. he didn't shoot. And I'm sure I had no. the crosshair in the right place, and I'm sure I pulled. So but he didn't shoot. on this one, I definitely had the cross. It, it was
2: very late, but I got the crosshairs on him, and he did take a shot at him, but okay. he he misses. Um, oh, okay. Hmm. Yeah. So, like Mads.
1: Yeah, I had the same experience as Mads. I could have sworn I made the shot on both both attempts, and he just didn't shoot. Yeah. Okay. So I I thought the rifle was probably broken.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Um, Yeah, I did because this is yeah. There's a point here that comes up. So you've now got to do a wee bit of climbing. That's got some more fairly quick button press is required to get up there and I actually find that I thought this one was quite tense because I think now that you're pretty much right on top of the guy uh you really felt that you were about to close in on him and I think I thought at that point if I mess up one of these climbs that you know the guy will get away and I won't get a chance and that'll be Jess so you get to the top just in time and you see actually somebody turning the corner in front of you and walking off down another tunnel yeah. so for a second I thought which we'll cover in due course, but I thought that looked like Chris's jacket almost that the guy was wearing. He's got sort of like a parka on mm. with a fur collar yeah. and he disappears off around the corner. So this again, you get him in your sights and pull the trigger, but now the rifle's empty. So I definitely took one shot and then had another opportunity to take a shot here, but it's empty. Um Whether it was a good idea or not, Mike decides to throw the rifle away and chase after him. You would have thought maybe you would keep it on him because, you know... There's half mm-hmm. a chance you might find some ammunition, or even just even just to hit somebody with a rifle. It's better than using your fists, isn't it? So, um <laughs> the stranger escapes and drops out of sight, and then we've got this kind of a good little uh, tribute to uh, Indiana Jones here, where you have to run across and slide mm-hmm. under a closing shutter. um At which point, once we're under it, we find an old gas lamp that he fires up, and actually gives some quite nice lighting effects as you move around from that point onwards. We did. did we all
1: get under it? Because there's no... You can fail... There's a QTE to get under it, isn't there? Which you can fail, I think. That would leave you on the wrong side of the door. Oh, quite possibly, yeah. So I was forgetting that. Yeah, so I, I assume... Did everybody get through? Or did everybody get
2: yep. trapped? Yeah. Good job. Yeah. Well done.
1: And also, who who do we... Um, do we do we think that he's the one who's who has done whatever has happened to our favourite character, Jess, in, in Jim's case? Something pretty hideous. Do we think that he's... Well, we're led to assume that he's. At this point,
3: I definitely thought that yes. Likewise, yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. 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 Uh, it just—I think the way it was, obviously, the way the events were sequenced, it seemed to make sense that that yeah. was that they were one and the same. Yeah. Um,
1: do you know how? Sorry, Andy. Just before you go on, do you know how I think that we got the? Well, you, uh, you, Andy, you, Mads, and, and I got the the good outcome here is that there's a butterfly effect. Isn't it? just after you get through the, the, uh, the roller shutter, which tells you that you successfully chased after Jessica.
2: Okay. I didn't take a note of that actually. So yeah, thank you. Good stuff. Yeah. 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 So that, that'll so it be quite yeah. a butterfly effect. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Um, so once you're on the other side of that shutter, you find a gas lamp that lights up and it actually gives some quite nice lighting effect as it kind of bounces around on the walls. And then uh, we emerge from the mine into kind of this blinding blizzard. And on the far side of a ravine, we can see this stranger that we've been pursuing climbing up towards another building on the far side. And at this point, I thought it looked maybe just... It's probably deliberately done so. And it's sort of about us... Kind of as generic and as stereotypical a building as if you wanted to depict an asylum, which is what I first thought it was. That's the sort of building you would you would you would use. It looked yes. like some sort of jail or asylum or something. That you thought yeah. maybe with yeah. the the sort of the theme of the game, it's most likely to be an asylum. So whether that turns out to be the case or not, we shall find out shortly. Um, and that scene yeah. finishes effectively. So we now cut back to Chris, who's in the Washington Lodge, where we left him at the end of Chapter Three on our cliffhanger. He's lying on the ground after being knocked out he staggers his feet and picks up a torch and certainly uh, on oh, my Chris, his head was looking in a fairly bad way it looked like he'd had a pretty big <laughs> blow to the head that would certainly uh, yeah. would have knocked him out. Uh, the doors that we came through are now locked so we can't double back and he starts to search for Ashley and we know that from the end of Act 3 that there's probably actually a trail that's been set out for him to follow to find yeah. her or so I thought at least Yeah, we, it that way Yes um, so we enter a room off the main hall and you get a very cheap little jump scare when a crow pops up and it flies away. But it reveals this really large blood spatter on the wall. And we carry on down the corridor, find the front door blowing in the wind. And a quick search of the previous room in there, we find Ashley's bloodstained purse, which obviously doesn't bode particularly well for her. We make our way back outside and we're on, there's a path outside the cabin that we start to follow. And we reach a crossroad here that looks like it's got a lot of blood, big pool of blood sat in the snow, um, heading off to the left. So you basically, you can go left or right here. Initially, I went to the right, and I've done this a few times in this game, where for whatever reason, as I start off that path, I just got this gut feeling that I should have gone left instead. So I doubled back here, and it worked on this occasion, but we'll get to it further on. This approach well and truly bit me in the backside later on, but... There's nothing I can do about it. So I'm hoping that you guys, or at least one of you, is able to fill me in on that. Um, So you do go back down this... Oh, I went down this left-hand path. And there's a good jump scare on that one, actually. um, Because as you're walking down it, at the far end of the path, you can see a lantern hanging on a tree. And that's obviously designed to kind of... And you can see something underneath it as well. So that's obviously designed to get your focus. So you're looking further ahead. And then, similar to what was in that truck earlier, there's another sort of spring-loaded... Well, that's a full kind of, almost like a full mannequin or corpse that pops up yeah. this time, isn't it? Uh, right in this, what, right in what, front what of was us. If, what was it for you that popped up, Andy? Oh, um, I have just, I, I just put like a, ghouli- I've, I've written a ghoulish mask. Yeah, so mine was a scarecrow. Okay, all right. So mine was full, sort of fitting in with my gore effect, I think, yeah. Yeah, yeah mine yeah. was a, a clown. Okay, yeah. <laughs> more of those yeah. clowns for you, Jim. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, and so this leads you to a wee d- dead end, but there's a, a black totem down there, a death totem. I couldn't really make out what's happening in this one, but I thought it looked like maybe Chris either hanging or being pulled up into the trees, either or. I couldn't work yeah. it out. Mm-hmm. It was you, all you could see was basically That's somebody's legs, and it looked as though there was. They were basically being dragged up into the trees, or something. We also find another yeah, pig's I've got head hanging in my notes. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what it looked like to me. So, we find another's another pig's head covered in blood next to the tree. Um, and this is a point at which I basically double. Well, you basically have to double back and take the right hand path instead. So this leads us to another large cabin that's got a light on outside, and it sounds like as you go inside, it sounds like you can hear somebody sobbing which right away, mm. just anything like that, just gets the hairs on the back of my neck, standing up. Yeah. And Ashley calls out to Chris, but she doesn't know where she is, and she's basically trying to kind of talk him towards him. Uh, the cabin, again, just looks like a really kind of... it gets had a real kind of deliverance feel to me, where it's got kind of all these yeah sort of taxidermy items and hunting kills and trophies all littered around. And Ashley's yeah, telling me... Yeah, it's a good one. And Ashley's telling Chris that she can't move and is really scared. So we move into the cabin and as we approach a chain-link fence, which we think is obviously where the sound's coming from, a spotlight switches on and we can see both Ashley and Josh hanging by their wrists from almost like a wooden stockade or something, like a big wooden a wooden wall almost that the, the two of them are, are hanging from. And then right away, uh, your kind of attention's drawn to this kind of a large circular saw device kind of like a pneumatically driven circular saw device a couple of meters in front of them and then it's got basically a track that leads or two tracks that lead from this thing towards each of um, Ashley and Josh. So it doesn't take much to work out probably where, where this one's going when you first see it. Uh, this From this point onwards I this game kind of, there's a bit of a change of pace here and I, I, I just absolutely yeah. love these little bits. It was just almost like something out of the saw movies or something if you've ever seen exactly yeah. what
1: that's exactly what this bit is inspired by this and the later bit yeah. which we'll come to
2: in yeah. this, this section is clearly inspired by the saw movies yeah 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 so uh, this sort of quite sort of threatening and distorted voice comes over the loudspeaker and said they're going to conduct an experiment that will need the cooperation of two test subjects, Josh and Ashley. But then he also says, we'll need one more brave participant to decide which one lives and which one dies. And I, I just love something. I thought it was absolutely brilliant. Um, yeah, it is very good. It's very good. Understandably, both Josh and Ashley are getting quite hysterical because they're obviously putting together what's about to happen but uh, the announcer or this guy that's kind of over the tannoy is absolutely brilliant he's just really sort of calm and detached and he just says something along the lines of like please everybody just calm down there's no need it's uh, <laughs> uh really sort of <laughs> really really sort of super psychotic and uh, he instructs chris that there's a lever in front of him and all he had to do is choose who to save so this is a point at which i thought right the end of last episode, I was absolutely convinced that Josh was a wrong, and so I was. It was an easy choice for me. I was Josh's. Josh is a goner, as far as
3: I was concerned.
1: Yeah, but Andy, would Chris have chosen Josh? Josh is one of his oldest friends.
3: Yeah, but he wants to get he's it. Got a massive. Yeah,
1: sc- sc- he's, he's, he's got. Yeah, he's got a massive crush on Ashley. So. Yeah, but come on, Josh is his one of his oldest friends, and I knew that you guys would would because uh, I I chose to save. Uh, Josh, uh, and so, I knew that you guys would choose, Ashley. But I've got a Chris twist. Would have, I've got a twist. Chris would have chosen Chris would have chose Josh. No, so I didn't absolutely. choose any.
3: Oh, what did you do, Max? I thought, again, we're back to the, the whole part of me not finding this scary at all. Um, so I, I was sitting there laughing at the setup and I thought, what happens if I do nothing? Can I kill them both? Yeah. So yeah. that's what I did. So you did nothing. I did nothing. Oh, interesting. Yeah. I didn't didn't yeah. choose anything. Well,
0: well, the the thing with words, this one was I.
3: I, I... You start, the choice is made in two parts. First, you, you choose in words, and then you have yes. to do the actual action. You can't choose nothing in words. So in words, I said something along the lines of, I'll probably save Ashley, I think, hmm. uh, because I thought about the whole thing about getting her into the bone zone, you know. So <laughs> that, that was, of course, important. But when we get down to actually pulling the lever, I thought, hmm, let's see if it actually just continues straight on out so you can like cut them both over. <laughs> but, uh, spoilers, you can't. Kill two birds with
0: one stone. Yeah. Okay, so I went with that tact in in a similar event later on. Yeah, yeah. But for okay. this one, I chose to save Ashley. Hmm.
1: Yeah. Well, it was. Quite... So I chose to save Josh, and irrespective of who you choose to save, yes, there is only one outcome here. Josh uh,
2: gets cut ooh. in two. Okay, so that would make yeah. sense. Yeah, because the only thing was yeah, I, I chose a little chose bit. thing again. So because there was yeah. a choice to initially to choose it. And as you say, but then you've also got, we well, actually have to pull a lever. It shows you the two. And I, you thought, is, am I moving it to save them or to kill them? And oh, so yeah, I, I knew, that, yeah. it, and so I knew <laughs> that I wanted to kill Josh, but I thought, am I about to, if I move it to the right towards Josh, does mm-hmm. that then, is that basically putting ah, a track towards okay. Ashley? Uh, luckily enough, it wasn't, it was indeed for Josh. So, it's obviously a butterfly event this one and Ooh, obviously you see the, yeah. the the track line up with, uh, with Josh which pleased me no end and I had to say I, I was surprised just the way that my thinking had been going up to this point I was really surprised to to see that it did actually go towards him, and then I find it yeah. not hard to watch, but it's definitely like pretty graphic. It's just it's, this it's pretty gruesome. Isn't it? it slowly cuts into him, and he's and he's always and he's screaming something like, "Why would you do this to, uh, to Chris?" While uh, while yeah. it's happening, and uh, interesting enough, which is I guess it's what it's designed to do. Right away, I thought, I hope I've made the right choice here because it felt wrong, and I thought, I wish I'd chosen Ashley, but I guess that's maybe that's designed that way. And as you see, I guess if you were to get these global statistics it'd be really interesting to see i i, I bet the yeah. majority of people choose josh i would have thought i would
1: have thought so but it was the wrong choice <laughs> yeah because chris would have saved josh
0: no, he he would, would have, have saved
1: Ashley, Is, he? i think you see that in your menus mate <laughs> no but but he's when you do kill josh like your your bar for ashley mm. irrespective of the fact that i'd actually chosen her to die my bar for ashley was like full and red yeah so that <laughs> is like, yeah, that, yeah, that is I, the bone
3: zone mate you're right there but
1: then he does, he does he does say so he apologizes to ashley he says oh you know i, I don't know what happened but i I'm sorry for choosing you and she says no, no, I understand, you know, you and Josh are old friends, so mm, okay. it's, it's fine, it's fine that you wanted to kill me yeah, let just no crack worries. On.
0: <laughs> she, got, she got over it. Hmm. Yeah. Very quickly. Very quickly,
2: yeah. And there's a good end to that scene where basically Chris uh, rescues Ashley or whoever, but, uh, well yes, Chris would rescue Ashley regardless and they leave Josh behind but he's basically just hanging there by his wrists above his head and then his, basically his Guts are effectively just resting on the top of this saw blade that's now embedded in the wall behind. And that one, that obviously brings to a close that scene. And it's at this point that Matt and Emily, who were obviously, we left them last when they were off to go and try and find Emily's bag, they come walking up the path and they catch sight of them, of Chris and Ashley, who've just left the cabin. And obviously Chris and Ashley are pretty hysterical at this point and struggling to explain to them what's happened, and is it, this is, I think, maybe where it seems like this, where I think the writing is maybe, both the writing and the acting is maybe at the weakest. It just didn't feel, it's meant to be quite an emotional scene, and it just didn't, the characters weren't really connecting properly, it didn't really the 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 dialogue and just the interactions and the animations it just it all felt a bit stilted rather than so yeah. if you had two people who were being absolutely well, hysterical but then the other two just kind of stood there like twelve o'clock half struck and nothing really happening yeah. so well
1: especially when Emily says Mike and Jess are off sixty nine yes, yeah, this is, <laughs> yeah. You know, one of their
2: ever the ever the sympathetic in half is, yeah. You know, yeah yeah so. yeah that yeah that definitely was um, a bit of um you know definitely sort of Burst the burst the mood bubble a bit, but um, they basically decided. This that- was a
1: really strong chapter, though. Generally. Oh, it was great. This was a really strong chapter. The first half with the tense chase, even though it was just basically one big long cutscene, wasn't it? With some QTEs. Yeah. It was really. I found it really tense. I thought the whole thing with uh, with Josh and Ashley was really really good. Really yeah. well set up. Really well done. Yeah. Very. Yeah, it wasn't. It wasn't scary. Because yeah, the way that sore isn't scary. It is almost comical, but it's still mm. I th- I found very effective. And the the conclusion I came to where it, my head was after chapter chapter four was this game is actually quite good when they're not speaking and the characters yeah. aren't interacting with one another. The yeah. game is actually good.
2: Yeah. Yeah, no, I think that's it, definitely. That's definitely where it's at its strongest. Yeah, no two ways about it. Um, So they decide at this point that uh, Chris and Ashley, they're going to run back down to the main lodge, I uh, think, was it to try and find the others or to get help, one or the other? And that's basically where the, the chapter finishes and so basically having at this point thought that I'd taken out Josh, my attention now turned towards Emily at this point, I was like right you're next on my hit list, I don't really like the way you're, <laughs> you're conducting yourself <laughs> here <So> <laughs> <it's>, <laughs> <laughs> uh, and that brings an end chapter 4 um, so as now become kind of effectively commonplace for it, we cut to an analyst scene and this is quite good the, by this point the room's a complete horror show, it looks like there's a a mannequin with a saw blade in its head, over next to the—I think it was over next to window—hang up. Now I wondered, was this supposed to be a clue for later? Do you think? Or now that looking wow. back on it, was it a nod to kind of what was what was happening? Um, the other thing I noticed at this well, point. Well, I missed was... that. I missed
1: that at the time, but now you mention it, mm, now it, it feels massively obvious, doesn't it? That yeah. Pointer as to, to what's to come.
2: Yeah. And then the other thing is that I noticed was that the, who we don't know at this point, but it looks like the person who the analyst is talking to is wearing a baseball cap. And so yes. I, again, it was just one of these things I thought, was there any clues at this point as to have I missed something or have you have you seen somebody at some point wearing a baseball cap? And I was just desperately sort of searching for something to explain as, yeah. as to who this person might be. Um, yeah. Now, it's probably think, worthwhile mentioning at this point I am absolutely kicking myself, because up until now, when you come across, when you see the little shining object you can pick up, I have only ever tried to rotate something basically to see the the underside of it, and it's only subsequently I've realised that you can rotate it multiple different ways, and basically everything that you pick up that's shining should give you a clue, is that correct?
0: Yeah,
1: Mm, I think so. No, I don't think it's everything.
2: I've got no, a feeling maybe... Well, if it is, have you tried, tried to I've rotate it all clues. the different ways when you've picked it up? Okay. Or maybe yeah. not then. Maybe that's okay. Um, I'm something... trying
1: to think of an example. I'll give you an example later yes. when we're in the mind of yep. something that you can pick up but doesn't give you a clue. I yeah. okay
0: pick a... stuff up that you can't interact with though, doesn't it just give you like a, a sort of a blank screen with circle to sort of cross out of it? Yeah. Or circle to like exit out of it. Yeah, yeah
2: I, so. I I think I definitely have missed a couple of clues at least by only ever looking basically they'll pick it up the look at it and I just turn it over. I think just press right on the stick to turn it over, and I think I've maybe
3: missed a couple of key
2: scenes. So I wondered
3: if do, maybe do you I feel missed like something. you can use those hints for anything. Those clues um... are, they, are they useful at all? Do they do? Do they add anything for the story right now?
1: Yeah, they really do. Yeah, and yeah. sure. and and we'll get we'll get onto it later as we start because in the next chapter. You get an absolute ton yes. of yeah. clues, but that, that's and the actually, first they, time
3: where I feel like they actually gave me something. That they added stuff to the to the story.
1: Yeah, uh, probably at this point, up to this point in the game, I would say very little. Yeah, and so. I completely agree with Skegzydar that, and I said it on the last episode that the totems I found were just annoying. Mm, yeah, that they didn't re- weren't really telling me anything. Yeah, but actually the totems are so massively important yeah. in these chapters that are coming mm. up. I yeah. mean, it's so gamey, isn't it, finding these little totems.
2: I mean, yeah,
1: if you leave that to one side, then the fact that it makes... No sense in the in within the game world.
2: So the, the, yeah, somebody was saying that in the Discord, involved. weren't they? They were saying that they never actually acknowledge the fact that the the, the characters yeah. never acknowledge the fact that they've picked up and looked at a totem. <laughs> it's just That's like, revealed oh, in awful. the
1: future. A little video clip. Yeah. there. What's this?
2: Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> it is what it is. Um, but so yeah. I think it's yeah. like
3: the totems are sometimes working against what the game wants to do. Um, maybe we can talk about that when we talk about the asylum in the next chapter because uh, the totem sure. that you mentioned earlier, the one with Mike hitting the wolf. The wolves? Yeah. That yeah. meant mm. that, that the asylum was in no way scary at all. For me, yeah. me at least. Yeah, yeah, hmm? yeah. Yep. <laughs> because will, that's the only okay. thing scary in that asylum, that's the two wolves.
2: Yes. That's assuming that you, yes, and we'll get to that because that's assuming that you remember that you'd seen these. Videos when the uh, when the event actually came around, which um, caused me. Yeah, just
1: just remember the. I mean, the totems are entirely optional as well. You could go round the whole world choosing to ignore them or just not finding them.
2: Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I I think you would miss the game. Would be it'd be pretty basic if you didn't
3: bother with these. But the um yeah.
2: yeah, So we're we're in in here with Uh, the uh, analysts. I disagree
3: because, for example, I the asylum would have been more fun for me, or at least would have been scary. Okay. If I hadn't yeah. picked up that token, total. Okay. It, it oh, makes your point. interactions
1: yeah. with the wolves meaningful, though. I find you know without without the totem to guide you, mm-hmm. I don't know. I mean, you you would be given what would feel like quite an arbitrary choice. At least the totems give you some sense that there is.
3: But meaning but they also give you doing, some right? security in that this is gonna work. I mean, it, it was in no way scary to approach that wolf. The wolves that just weren't scary I anymore because point. I, I, I do already do, saw I what
2: was
0: happen yeah. if I approached Well, I yeah. think
2: uh, there's definitely, uh, as, there's a, there's a mm. key one later on where the totem did not represent what actually happened. There was no option okay. for me to choose what that totem showed. And it'll be, mm. I don't know if you have to make certain decisions up to that point in order for that totem to work or having picked it up, if you then yeah. need to make decisions afterwards because we'll, 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 we'll get to that one in due course because yeah, there's, yep. there's, there's more to talk about with these totems. The So just to cover off with the analyst here, yeah, he's, it's quite good because he says something like, um, it's getting pretty tense up there. Is the night going the way you hoped it would? So yeah. this is a, really yeah. the first indication that it suggests that we're actually causing these events rather than suffering them. And yeah. maybe starts to hint as to who the, the person in the chair might be. And he starts to get quite animated and quite angry at him saying do you think these poor people are getting what they deserve and um he said to me something along the lines of i'm trying to help you and i'm trying to help you understand that this game that you're playing it's not good for you it's not good for anyone and then he says something about that i'm not being honest in the way that i play so i don't know if that means that the decisions i was making in game didn't correlate to the decisions that we'd made in the previous analyst chapters mm. i'm not sure yeah, he, said yeah, well. he said the same to me as well he said the same to me as well i guess whether not. it's just a linear yeah well because i guess it was more because i kept i think in the whichever it was the second or the third one where it asked you to prioritize honesty and loyalty and all that sort yeah. of stuff i prioritized honesty and he specifically said i'm not being honest in the way that i'm playing so i wondered if that was specific to my choices mm. but possibly not um maybe yeah, I don't know. And then he says something. Uh, this is kind of closing statement. He says something along the lines of, "Do you even?" The, the analyst says something along the lines of, "Do you even believe that I'm real?" And you can say to him, "I don't think you exist." And it starts to, yeah, really kind said, of yeah. draw into question his whether he's even there, let alone all the other things that are in mm-hmm. the room as well. So it leads into chapter five, which is a big one. Chapter five, dread, which I think is the only name for that one. Did anybody get anything different? Nope. What? I got prey. Oh, ah, okay. okay, okay. Oh, I wonder what that is. Yeah,
1: I got prey, and I'm on the actual wiki now, and I can tell you what the trivia says. Okay. So, uh, you get prey by taking too much. Oh, hang on. The title of prey is obtained by taking too much time chasing Jessica, leading to her demise.
0: That's because you was in those menus, Chris. Ah,
2: uh, what well, <laughs> must have been. It's not oh, da- funny. So I thought that Jessica. Would that would I think would that not mean more? Where is that? Not what happened with Jim? There was was yours called Dread Jim. Mine was called Dread. Yeah, yeah. I so wonder if it Dred- maybe meant quote, like. I always, don't think this wiki's right. I wonder if it meant always taking the long route rather than the short route when you were Mike, and instead I of I
1: took the short route every time, same. and I only had one QTE fail. So I wonder whether I don't know. Is that wiki right? I don't know.
0: That's strange. Yeah. Very strange. It's weird. Yeah. Well, guess, Jess Jess looked like she was definitely missing half a face.
2: <laughs> I think
1: she
0: um that's pretty safe to say she dead. looked yeah, she looked pretty dead.
2: Yeah, I mean I think to be honest, I would trust our experiences yeah. over a wiki any day, so you know, you know what you've done <laughs> and you got praise, so it suggests that I think that the wiki yeah. one's probably incorrect, so who knows? Yeah, yeah. So yeah. yes, weird. dread or prey. Uh this scene starts with now a very beat up looking Mike and you're now outside the walls of the sanatorium or the asylum, whatever we think it is, where we saw this stranger climbing up to. We can see him basically just about to go inside. He's patrolling the grounds, but also this is the first time that we see that he's got two wolves with him, which he seems to be in control of, basically. Mm-hmm. And it looks as though it gives a little cutscene where it looks as though he's checking a like a, a secure door or gate or something on the far side of the compound. It obviously gives you an indication that that might be something you want to check out. As soon as you get access there, when you go over the wall here, though the music starts to get really tense. You get these really dramatic yeah, sort of drum good. beats that are coming on, really yeah, sort of thumping really drum beats, and then also you can keep he- keep hearing the wolves howling in in the background. Uh, I thought this part felt yeah. quite quite tense. Yeah, and yeah, you Jason find...
1: Graves' speciality is percussion. That's what he does.
2: Yeah, so, so he, I yeah, think a good his, effect here. Yeah, thing. it's good. Yeah. I was basically, I was fully expecting right. the wolves to come bolting out and attack you while you're out in the courtyard here. You felt yeah very, yeah, very yeah. exposed while you're out there. You find a, a white fortune totem at the back gate and it looked as though it was showing something or someone locked behind a door in a, sh- like a shed or a cabin or something. And you thought maybe it was keeping us safe from what was on the other side of that door. I couldn't really see what was happening in
0: this one. Did you guys see anything or get anything different was, from it. I'm trying to remember which one. Was this the one where Chris is approaching the door?
1: It, it was Matt, wasn't it? Was Matt it outside Matt? the door. Yes. Oh, Matt, yeah. sorry,
0: yeah. Yeah, you're right, yeah.
1: Yeah, I didn't really understand what it was trying to tell me, but it was definitely Matt. It was a Fortune one, wasn't it?
2: It was, yeah, yeah. So, I don't know. Um, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. No more there. And, so now at this point, I actually went to try the main doors first, because I just fully really expected that they would be locked. I thought the whole point had showing you that little side gate was because that's the route you were going to have to go in so I went and just tried the front door, I thought it'll be locked, I'll go to the other one but it actually opened and on you go in uh, so okay. um, oh did you go into the secret door, did you?
0: I went in through the basement I
2: did, I went through the basement
0: I was in full on like solid snake mode at this point <laughs> yeah, I, I went, just... went in through the basement came up and then I thought oh, I'm, I'm one step ahead of this game now so I opened the door to make sure I got an exit if I needed to well, I didn't realize I it. it was already open.
2: <laughs> yeah, you you can just wander straight in the front door if you want to save yourself the hassle. Yeah. Um, yeah. So you enter this, what is basically this really rundown, dilapidated building, and this is a point where it's, like I say, it's caught me out a couple of times. There's sometimes where you go through a door or some sort of choice that you make, where effectively it cuts to a cutscene instead, and you don't have control of them anymore, and you can't you can't double back from what you've just decided, which at this point fortunately it didn't have any consequences but there are a couple of points where you then kind of committed to that path so we head on in there so you would
1: have missed you would have missed quite a few things then here Andy or you? <laughs> well
2: I doubled back the... yeah I'm just about to say so oh did you yeah because I basically thought exactly that so I think we'll probably maybe have all done this section in slightly different orders because you can do it in a slightly yeah. different order but we'll make sure that we cover yeah, yeah. everything um, so when you come in here at the far end you can see a large door which is basically blocking the entrance to the chapel and it's got yeah. an electronic pass that's required for access you go yeah. down and you have a look at it, and you actually, quite sort of ominously, you can see through a little slit. There's the uh, this stranger that's in there with his uh, with his two wolves. Um, yeah. I did a wee bit of exploring at this point, so just shout out if there's anything different that you saw or found. But there's a yeah yeah starting from the front door. There's a plaque back there that tells you this is the it, this is indeed the the Blackwood Pine Sanatorium. And it was opened in 1922 with some Latin that apparently means a healthy mind and a healthy body. This is where we start to get... That's not a clue. No. That was a twinkling thing, and that's not a clue. But you didn't... Yes, but you didn't pick it up, did you? No, true, true. So I think it might be things that you pick up that you can kind of then rotate around and about that I think they've all got some hidden meaning to them. And it's from this point onwards that basically... It really starts this chapter really starts to flesh out the 1952 storyline and all the clues yeah, that come with it. It's really good. I loved it, yeah. I thought it was great. So, but I the, did as well. I got quite into the story, the 1952 yeah, story. Definitely. Yeah, it's cool. It's oh, it just, it just sounds so horrific, basically. <laughs> it's uh, you yeah. kind of quite like you quite enjoy hearing all the little bits about it. So, we've the, the first one's basically it was a note. That um, was written back in 1952 asking the staff to prepare the beds for miners who were rescued after an incident there. Basically, we assume that was the mine collapse. And like I say, this chapter now sort of focuses heavily on those. Um, it also says something along the lines that the, the press are going to be in attendance and under no circumstances must access be given to the psychiatric ward. So again, a lot of bells are ringing. You think there's... You know, the fact that there's a psychiatric ward in here somewhere. Mm -hmm. And it also gives us a name. It says, uh, failure to adhere to that would reflect badly upon a Mr. Bragg, which I think is the first time we've heard of him. We've not heard of him up until this point. Um, And the sanatorium as a whole. And it says, on-the-spot dismissal is threatened for non-compliance with it. So, obviously, they're taking it very seriously. And we'll find out why subsequently. There's a doorway off to the right that goes to some admin offices. I was able to prise open a safe there where you find another clue. It's basically a batch of 30 clocking in cards uh, for the mine that the miners would use to say when they'd start and stop their uh, their shift. There's also a camera there with a broken lens. And once you inspect it, it appears to be deliberate. So this is a point at which I thought i've missed something outside so i now went back outside i went through that side panel uh which basically gives you access to a basement level so you jump down there but i thought again i've made another mistake because once you do jump down you well at least i thought i was then committed to that route so i thought i was stuck there yeah Uh, at the back of that i think it's a pump room or something at the back of it there's a brown totem and yeah looks like, I couldn't tell who, but it looks like somebody quite literally getting their face smashed in. Do you know who it was? It does, yeah. You can't tell who it is. No, but uh, But it's it's a gory gory death It's a pretty miserable one for whoever it is, yeah. Um, Yeah. And then having picked it up, you can then slide an oil drum across, which you can use to climb back up to the upper level, and then that I guess gives you access the way that you guys would have come in in the first place, where you climb up through Uh, hole in the ceiling that brings you back up to the ground level which is right next to the front door where I came in so we're kind of back on the back on the same page now and we come back through the the admin offices now and there's a you see the first sign there for a morgue which again just all these things that between the morgue the psychiatric ward you're the fact you're in the sanatorium now this is a Really starting to get, for me at least, I was starting to get a wee bit creeped out in this place. I'm not a massive fan of things like this, so yeah, yes, I was um...
0: I was dreading opening those uh, like I don't know what you call them, like the little storage, the body lockers. Yeah, oh, I, was yeah. Oh, I know. Them. You
2: just you, you know that something bad's coming. <laughs> so, so um,
1: Mads, you're not you're you uh, at this point you weren't didn't find this creepy at all.
3: Yeah, but it's such a classic setting. I mean, it's I know it it's, is. It's I It's such it is. a trope. So so uh, yeah, it, it was it was. Tense, I guess. Uh, it wasn't scary. No,
1: I, I would. I found this this whole section you know, re- really good
3: because yes. I like that yeah. as well. This is my, my favorite yeah. chapter. Yeah, yeah. It's good. I did. It I did creepy. find it
1: quite tense, creeping around every corner and opening the doors and.
3: But yeah, I mean, I think the the way I I measure it is when I'm when I'm, when I'm actually scared at something, I will be sneaking around. I will be just a bit anxious of looking around the next corner never get this yeah. in this game i would just be walking around maybe you pressing that button to walk just slightly faster to get to where i want to go oh really yeah,
0: yeah. really okay. i think that's one of the good things about the fixed camera you know when you're playing yeah. a game in third person you'll, you'll try and manipulate the camera won't you to try and see what's around the yeah, corner yeah, exactly. whereas yeah. this you can't it's that fixed camera so you mm. the first time you go around that corner is the, whatever's there is, is yeah it's the first time that you see it but but this this yeah, this did. part
3: could have been so scary if we hadn't had that totem as I mentioned earlier on because those two wolves are what's scary about this asylum if you ask me. Um, yeah, they do look scary and they're growling a bit and there's even a scene coming up very soon yeah. where we'll be chased by one of them and and that really wasn't scary because i've already seen in the totem hey it's there's a possibility of just paying the damn things so i'm just going to do that once they they approach me so that's my thinking when i was playing this okay
0: so you're trusting you're trusting the totems then yeah yeah this was Cause... a this this totem was one of those that's
3: called a possibility or something like that so yes i do trust it is a, a, guidance, a guidance guidance something like that.
2: Yeah.
3: yeah yeah
2: yeah okay yeah um so in this back room here, there's some more clues to the 1952 case. There's a newspaper cutting about a reporter, a guy called Chuck Bernstein from the Alberta Bugle. We find out it was assaulted and hospitalised by yeah, security personnel. Uh, he was trying to basically get an interview with the miners after they'd been rescued. Um, and we find out at that point that they'd spent three weeks underground. And it also refers to uh, Jefferson Bragg, who's obviously this Mr. Bragg, As being the sole proprietor of both the mining company, but also the the sanatorium, so there's obviously some connection there. Mm. And he had blamed this reporter, the Mister Bernstein, for trespassing. And apparently, the argument or the assault arose from an argument about the reporter's camera, which was confiscated immediately before the attack. So I was thinking that he was obviously there snooping around, trying to get photos of the miners to prove that maybe it didn't quite match up with what was being reported or something. Mm. Um, yep. there's, uh, as with all these ones, is there's, there's a twist. Um, and it also updates the clue from earlier about the camera having been found with a broken lens. Yep. Uh, there's another one in the next room, and it starts to get quite dark. There was uh, mm. uh, some medical notes for the rescued miners that were written by our Dr. Bowen, and it tells us that 12 emerged from the mine alive. But obviously, we found those. I think it was the 30 punch cards we found So that wasn't it, I think. Yeah, Um, so where's the other eighteen? Yeah, and it says here that despite the time underground, they appear to generally be healthy and well fed, (laughs) and (laughs) um, believed to be as a result of finding emergency food supplies. But if you've been watching that events of the past (laughs) video reel that plays each time you pick up, you already know that there's that right away. you, You thought, well. There's been some sort of cannibalistic tendencies going on down that down that way. That uh, that explains it. Uh, but it does say that the the kind of the, the doctor's main concern related more to their mental state and uh, the patients having been affected by their time in the minds. So uh, it tells you that as a the consequence, they've been closed off in a wing of the sanatorium and awaiting psychological evaluation. So uh, we make our way, I I guess, in that that same direction down towards the morgue, and when we get there there's basically a table that blocks our way It's basically jammed the door in towards the morgue and there's a bloody machete that's basically been pinned on the top of it that yes. you can that you can pull out so he basically pulls out I think was that a choice or did you have to do that I don't remember no that's a choice you don't have to get it okay. did you, you guys take it? it did we all get it yes yeah I got I it yeah I- yeah, anytime, if there's, important. if there's the option to take a machete into some, yeah. you know, yes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm taking it, that's for sure, so yeah, well we all took that then, that's fine, and as you come into this next room, it looks like this really horrible, which again is something just really creeps me out, it was the exact same in Dead Space, there's something about really kind of run down medical wards that I just find absolutely terrifying, so... In one of the rooms there's a wide curtain that you have to peek behind. I was fully expecting a big jump scare there, but ultimately one never came although you do find yeah. like a restraining chair that's covered in blood and it tells you that it looked like it'd been used in some weird experiment so it yeah. doesn't elaborate yeah. on that but that's just just what it tells you. And then you see uh, it
0: again later on from like the view in area. Yeah, <laughs> yeah you actually you, you get access that, yeah. into that
2: room yeah, don't you um, yeah. And as you go further into the ward, you find a scribble on the wall. That says, "How many days will they keep us here?" Uh, but, but I think more yeah. importantly, it looks like it's in the same handwriting that you've seen those other signs dotted around, all these other threats and posters and everything that have been left around the uh, the estate. It's in the same handwriting. Oh, there, that's which...
1: a good that's a good spot. I I didn't get on. I didn't notice that.
2: Yeah, and that's that's a clue. I think for obviously for what for what's to come. Ah, um, oh, nice, nice. Yeah, poem. so this is again this freaked me out mad maybe this maybe at least in some way it did as you're walking around you just get the shadow of a wolf getting caught in the light and getting cast across the wall and I say it's sometimes it's the thought of it and the anticipation of it more than anything else it really kind yeah. of starts to creep you out and it's, it reminded me yeah. that we're definitely overdue a jump scare because you haven't had anything for a wee while now <laughs> so this is where you know that one's coming at some point the uh, the back office has got has got a telegram to this Mister Bragg, talking about that the press now have suspicions that something's amiss and maybe smell a cover up, and it's at that point that you hear this kind of regular clunking noise. So you make your way down this corridor and you enter this room and basically you find another kind of mechanical device that's been set up and it's basically a table. It almost looks like a butcher's block that's got a square cut out the middle of it and then there's just this rotting arm. Popping out of the middle of that hole from the elbow upwards, that's just waving backwards and forwards on some sort of mechanism. Um, so you go across to it, and I think you've got—I don't know if you've got the option or not, but I went to inspect it. You have the option, yeah. You have—you yeah. don't have to interact with it. Did you okay. guys interact with it? Yes. Oh yes. Oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> and obviously, right away, there's a jump scare that we would do. Uh, it snaps shut, and it's almost like a like a bear trap or some sort of snare that's mm. underneath the hands and it traps Mike's hand in it. And right away, as soon as that happens, it cuts to a first person view of one of the wolves who's obviously heard Mike screaming and has heard this noise. And it, you basically see Mike trapped in this, in this snare with the wolf through the wolf's eyes looking at him. And I, I fully expected that you're going to get Kind of torn to pieces by the wolves at this point. They, yeah, they they don't they don't make any appearance here. Well, for me at least, they didn't because you. I've got a butterfly event here, and you've got the option to either open the try and open the bear trap or to amputate your fingers. Mm-hmm. I chop my fingers off. Yeah, same. <laughs> Seriously.
1: Yeah. yeah. <laughs> now, Matt, this was this was in a totem earlier. You've seen this in the in one of the totems. Him chopping his fingers off. It's the one which has the horrible scream on yeah. it.
2: But yeah, I, I didn't yeah. so I thought But did the, you not does that totem not show the bear trap does that not show like the snare snapping on his hand rather than him cutting them or does it show him cutting his fingers off
0: I thought it showed him cutting his fingers off I thought positive. it showed it, it closing on
2: his hand yeah I thought it showed it snapping on his hand yeah
1: mm. oh well mate I, I thought I was following so the totem I'm sure it showed did,
3: him did him you guys all off. three just cut his fingers off yeah, yeah. so I, I was I was trying to be yeah. um, realistic about this you're you're in, you're somewhere far away from home if you cut off your fingers you're going to bleed like crazy so you're going to die from 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 the blood loss quite soon unless you can get it uh, like uh, cauterized no,
0: from, you think? It's it's it unless somebody's, unless somebody's unless
2: somebody's parked a medical chest right next to the uh, yeah exactly right so, next, so I, right I, next to the I definitely trap.
3: thought no I'm not I'm not cutting my fingers off so I jammed the uh, machete into the bear trap and tried to open it and that failed. It wasn't a QTE or anything. It just failed. You, yeah, you I tried off, that first time. You snap the, off the, part the, of the machete. Yeah. Then you yeah. get the option again. Do you want to cut off your fingers or try once more? So, and, and every time you try the wolf that's just down the hallway gets a bit closer to you. But I, oh, I, okay. I was dead set on saving my fingers. So I tried once more. And I think he broke it once more. And then you get the option a final time. And I tried once more, and I I, I succeeded. And and the wolf, yeah, okay. I don't know, it must be the, the slowest wolf in, in <laughs> <Yeah>. existence. <laughs> i you know, hungry. What's the time, mister? I, I, <laughs> I got to try three <laughs> times to pry my fingers out of that bear trap, and I got away from the wolf anyway. Yeah. Yeah, so I, I tried once. Does have
1: consequences though for later, Mads, The fact that you damage the machete does have consequences. That was that was my yeah thought. yeah that was yeah. my
3: thinking. But but uh, damaging my fingers would probably have consequences as well. <laughs> it would.
2: <laughs> yeah, it's quite good actually. I, I, I quite like the fact that there's an initial kind of hesitation from Mike where he's, he's sort of stood there jumping up and down and he's just I, I think he's he's like oh shit, shit 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 and he's obviously trying to psych himself up for it and then and he just goes for it. He takes a couple of practice swings and then just lops them off. It's, yeah. uh, it's 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 pretty nasty but as I say fortunately for him there's a medical chest parked right next to this which was very considerate of them it's, it's a classic and, uh, slasher yeah. movie thing
3: right pardon me I think it's a, such a class, classic slasher movie thing that you well, yes. given this this uh, impossible choice that nobody in real life would ever take everybody would try to save their bloody fingers of course but it's such <laughs> a I classic know, if uh, if a, if film it, trope
2: if there, if, there, if there was a wolf potentially running at me, I'd I'd probably take the fingers off, to be honest. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I'm
0: and you get you get a trophy so. as well. So mm-hmm.
2: it would be the end of my gaming career, mind you, so there's a good chance that I'd try yeah, and yeah, save the yeah. uh, try and save the fingers. Oh, we can't
1: so. have that we we can't <laughs> have that. we need some accessibility options going on there. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh that's cool that this this whole bit this whole bit felt so Resi to me. Yeah. This whole sanatorium. But yeah. you could have lifted it out of one of the classic Resi yeah. games that I was I was just really expecting to see a green herb next to the... <laughs> an herb next to the... Uh, Combine it with the, the red the one and trap. get yourself a med yeah. kit. And, yeah. Exactly, because it just felt like a Resi mm. game, this with all the various clues and yeah. the setting. Yeah,
3: yeah it does. Yeah, yeah.
2: The, um, oh, it's cool that we made some different choices there, but ultimately, Lix has the same outcome, albeit obviously Mike's got a machete, which he has got the option uh, for us Function. potentially to use later. Um, yeah. Mm. So we continue the search. We find in one of the wards there's a strange skull that's been suspended in formaldehyde and then we make our way into the morgue and this is what you're talking about, Jim. So I I called them slabs. I have no idea what they're actually called, but Mm. there's a a slot in the morgue that's got an empty slab with a tag left there and it basically details how this Dr Bowen that we heard about earlier was fatally attacked by an inmate. Um, Mm. There's another cubicle that's got another death certificate in it. Again, this one was written obviously while he was still alive by this Doctor Bowen, and uh, the deceased A uh, Sarah Smith, which is not a name again that we've heard up until this point. It's just a random character. What,
1: what do we think's going on here? I mean, what I, I didn't ever read. I mean, I'm probably a bit dense, but what do we think's going on? So these miners are have they been have, have they been affected with some kind of T virus or something? What, so what I, I, I think the doctor I, died
3: because the, the the patient took a bite out of them Is that what it says? He actually bit him. Yeah,
2: so I I was basically going with my kind of rationale for everything was that there was this collapse in the mine, these miners were trapped in there, turned to cannibalism to survive, and now that they're back out of basically the, the ones that have survived um are now, you know, completely deranged and cannibalistic yep. as well. And mm. are But
1: they can't but but they've gone like they've gone completely crazy because there's one of the clues says I think it was the death certificate says the victim was killed by fingernails and the intestines were eaten. Yes. But...
0: And really have they gone that crazy? But then you see something later on, don't you, with one of the yes. characters? And so I think looking back, that's probably what's like that's what's traumatized them when they were in the mines what did you see then did you not see like this shadow monster thing later on
1: oh yeah the the wendigo yes okay
2: are we we're
1: we're spoiling our own own (laughs) Well, we'll get to that in
2: due course don't you worry so at this point we're unaware as to why we just know that basically these miners have been this something fairly traumatic that's you Know has left them in a pretty sorry state and a you know, potentially a, a murderous cannibalistic state as they've emerged as well. Um, it's yeah, extreme right. though, man. Blum,
1: blummin'. Oh, yeah, yeah. Isn't I mean, it's like it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a quick turnaround
2: for three weeks to be honest, but uh, there Guys, you go. You,
1: you watch out when we're, when we're in Manchester. If I get hungry, I'm gonna have to start
2: thinking <laughs> that. I'm coming for you. All. <laughs> I, got, I got we'll make we'll you cut your nails over before you're allowed in, in the apartment. Um, yeah and then there's a little cheap scare in one of the the the, the final slab that I opened up at least is... uh there was a I think it was, was it was a skull or there was a, or a corpse but there's a then a, a rat basically pops is out of it yeah it. yeah and uh but more importantly it's got the key card that we need to get into the chapel door so we then make our way back up the stairs and this is a point this one worked absolutely brilliant on me this jump scare because I was walking up the stairs and I went just past it when I realized that there was a small square opening halfway up the stairs and so I also hadn't I was but I must have been like literally pixels short of where you need to get to to trigger the wolf jumping out of that hole and so I turned around and walked back to it and nothing happened and I thought that's really odd surely something must happen and it didn't and then I carried on and obviously the wolf then does burst out I absolutely i I. It was a proper, proper jump scare for me. I think, if only because <laughs> I, I, I basically made it worse for myself by telling myself that there wasn't actually anything there. But the, um, yeah. that was, uh, well, but again, it was just when we were talking about it maybe being a kind of a good uh, another sort of little homage to Resident Evil. I think that was probably kind of it mm. was a, a, a pretty, a pretty good little one there. Uh, yeah. But we basically get chased upstairs and as we get in there, we see, we arrive into this sort of big chamber just in time to see the the, stranger exiting via a gate at the far end of what looks to be his living quarters. So you think, well, this person's obviously kind of made this area, or looks to be making this area home for themselves and, you know, the wolves look quite quite comfortable there as well. So you've got a butterfly event here as you enter the chapel, because this is where you were talking about Mads. The wolf jumps out to attack. Now, this is quite interesting. Did you already know, Mads, that you were just going to
3: play it cool here? Yes. I was waiting for this moment so I could go pit the wolf. Right. I forgot that I'd seen that
2: it was a guidance one, I think, wasn't it? I forgot that I'd seen that yeah. earlier, yeah. and I I got such a fright. I think I was still totally worked up from getting chased by that wolf. I got such a fright. That I panicked and fluffed a QTE to to basically That's to exactly hit, what to, I did right. I, I wanted to take the wolf That's out, exactly and I completely I fluffed a QTE. So it's That's exactly uh, what I did. I try
1: I tried to kick it, but just completely failed. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's exactly what happened with me as well. Um,
2: I kicked the, it. Uh, did you actually hit it?
0: Yeah, yeah, I kick the dog, yeah. So what happens? He just sort of goes, and then and scarpers away. Okay. Oh, does he? Yeah, yeah. And that's it? It's not even in the room anymore? Or can you interact with it again? No, or? no, it's gone. It's gone. Ah. Oh, really? Um, wow. Yeah, yeah. Because I after like losing my fingers in this bear trap, I was like, these totems are like, what are they doing? They're just like screwing me over or something. So like, I saw this, I saw like the totem with the patting the dog. I thought he's going to have my hand off or something if I do that. <laughs> yeah. So I was it. I kicked it.
3: <laughs> so I've got a new new best friend now because I not only did I pet it, I I'm pretty sure I found like uh, some some bone that I gave it afterwards. Yeah. For snack.
2: Yeah. So, so this is like that so when we're talking about where you get these QTs where that little target comes up and for whatever reason I think maybe my I need to have looked at maybe I haven't reversed or inverted the controls for that or whatever because every time when I get one of those events I always struggle to, to line it up quick enough. And so basically I wanted mm. to hit it, but I failed the I didn't do it within the time basically, and so he did nothing. So I ended up in the same situation as you, Mads, where basically mm. the wolf kind of almost backed down a little bit. And then that gives you then the option to... Well, I think it gives you another butterfly effect, doesn't it? And it gives you the option to approach it again, which I did. And the wolf actually then let me pat it. And it makes these quite nice little growls as you do so. So you think, oh, this is great. I've made myself a little friend here. Um, But that was not intentional. That was just by my lack of ability more than anything else. So we go further into the room and we can find the stranger's jacket hanging up, which we actually find out wasn't the one that I thought was Chris's. So it's just some kind of like army fatigue type jacket, which he takes and puts on. And then when he takes it, when he lifts it off the hanger, it kind of reveals... That's so random
1: why he puts on the jacket, isn't it? It's just so weird. Like he finds this jacket from
3: this nutter. It it makes sense in my playthrough because he he wasn't wearing a lot of clothes.
2: Yeah,
1: I just
3: had a vest on as well. So yeah.
1: yeah, yeah, but I can't imagine he'd been cold. He'd been running away from wolves, getting his hand trapped in bear traps. <laughs> you know, he can't. But it's freezing have outside. Ah, oh, true. <laughs> Maybe it just felt a bit odd. Oh, I like this.
2: Yes, stick it on. Uh, so he puts a jacket on, but I think the whole point of that is it then reveals this almost like a little locker behind it, which has got is uh, it yeah. you're able to dislodge a a handgun from from the mm, shelf there, yeah. which which Mike takes as well. There's a couple more clues here for the mystery man because there's a pinboard on the wall mm. that's got uh, clippings of all the apparent sightings and disappearances that have taken place on the mountain, and it says something that it looks like the it looks like the work of an obsessive mind or something like that. So it just plays into yeah. this idea that this guy is, uh, you know, something of a uh, the uh, and then then there's also you find again another quite an important clue there that you find a box of cigars on the oil drum which were the same. You, the clue tells you that they were the same brand as the one that you found the this the, the, the yeah, off yeah. back in the mine there next to that little uh, native american shrine um there's a this is where you're talking about man there's a, a wooden trunk at the back of the room that's full of meaty bones so you can you can, you can actually take one and you can go and give it to the wolf and that seems to like properly placate it and uh, it seems to be your 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 good friend from from that point onwards, the only thing I thought when I wondered if it can maybe...
1: also redeem you, Andy. If if you did mess up, so Jim, if you it what you can you can use the bone to placate the wolf. If you if you initially kicked it, apparently, okay, right. you can use the bone to bring it back around. But Jim, you said that the the wolf ran off.
0: Yeah, I didn't see the I didn't see it again. I found the bones, but I didn't see the dog again. So. Weird. Well, uh,
3: the
2: other, my only other thought at this point as well because that's say exactly what I did is that I went I went and gave the bone to the wolf as well but there's two of them isn't there there's two wolves yeah so I wondered if I'd maybe made a mistake yeah. by giving the bone to the one that I'd already placated because I thought maybe I should have kept that one there's going to be another one somewhere that I haven't befriended yet that would have the, been much no, better no I had.
3: need to worry about that one because that's the one that's so slow that you can probably just no. <laughs> if, if you're walking a, a brisk pace <laughs> it won't catch you so
2: yeah, it's maybe some like really old arthritic wolf that's just yes, exactly. uh, once going to find a nice warm basket to lie in. Um, <laughs> we also basically Mike decides you, you you're going to go continue pursuing this stranger. So in order to do so, I, I thought it just seemed pretty a pretty ridiculous use of it. But he uses a handgun to to blow the lock off the door to exit, which obviously, mm. well, first and foremost, it makes a like very loud noise. But also, um, you'd think the the guy who you're following would. We'd very like to hear that, but you always think, well, what a waste of a bullet. You'd maybe try and find something to open the lock with for us beforehand. But, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. We're not here to think about things like yeah. that, so... Um, no, we no, get that. No. So we then come back to the block passage, uh, which leads up into the chapel itself. And there's some more things, just a couple more 1952 clues here. There's a, a photo at the back of the chapel talking about what have been dubbed the miracle men. And these are the 12 surviving miners from the collapse. And this is a point at which obviously it confirms that there were obviously the, we know that there was authority in there beforehand, but um that's the 12 that obviously are, it's kind of being sold to the press as Miracle Men. And I think most importantly, they are claiming to the press that all of them survived. They're saying that there was only ever 12 that went in in the first place. Um, yeah. There's a Black Death totem in the back right here, which shows it looked like Mike igniting some sort of explosive or incendiary devices, something that I thought looked fairly terminal for him. Uh, did mm, you guys find yeah. that one?
1: yeah it looked pretty grim
2: and now at this point have you guys been each time that you pick up the totem do you watch the events of the past to see what new clue it's added no I don't watch it every time but yeah. after when
1: I have thought oh I've picked up a few totems I ought to go and watch it again I then watch it and yeah I'm filling in a lot of that story now yeah so
0: I'll pick the totem up watch it turn it over and watch it and then put it, put it aside
1: yeah so you don't watch the events of the past video Jim No. Have you seen the events of the
2: past video at all?
0: No, I don't think I have.
2: Really? So each time you pick up the totem and you bring up the totem page, you can obviously, I think you can press uh, like cross or circle to to, to watch that. But I think it also says down the bottom, you've got that film reel that you're slowly piecing together and it's called events of the past. And I think you hit triangle to play it. And it plays you each of the clips you've picked up so far. And it starts to flesh out this story that I think, and this is the reason I ask is because this is the first one that you've picked up. Uh, Beth and Hannah Washington appear right at the end of the yeah. the video reel, so this is obviously the but, yeah. the first indication that whatever it is that's been happening in the linked. mind, basically, it's all connected and eventually comes yeah. right the way through to the uh, to the the contemporary events. Uh,
1: so to watch it's that well one. worth it. It's well worth a mm, watch. Definitely. Yeah. I mean each each totem gives you two or three seconds of video so the, obviously the more you find the more the more linked sections you get and the more it starts to tell the story again yeah. i mean it makes no sense does it at all why, why should picking up these little blocks of wood give you um but it you know it's yeah it's a
2: thing I, I I don't know how many times I've heard that clip. Not long after the prospectors came. Yeah, no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's because uh, <laughs> that, that's one of the first clips, and so you just hear that's it over start, and over it, and over. Yeah. So it's uh, uh, yeah. Have you seen it, Matt?
3: No, I don't think so. Are
1: oh, you guys aren't spending enough time in the menus? You get, get yourself get in there. the menus, boys. Not, get yeah.
3: yourself <laughs> in the menus. So I actually, it's a place went to be all of the uh, all of the totems. Because I wanted to see those brilliant menus that Chris was talking about. So I went through all the totems again and some of the actually all of the clues as well. But I don't think I, I pressed that button. Oh,
1: yeah. come on, guys. It's down the bottom. I think it's Y, uh, not Y. I think it's a triangle. Okay. Yeah? Yes. You press, you press yeah, triangle and,
3: yeah, exactly. and it plays yeah. the video. Okay. Yeah. 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 I forget yeah. if i seen it. But maybe.
2: Yeah, just pick it up every yeah. every time you've maybe picked up two or three totems it's worth watching because mm-hmm. it, it's starting to okay. piece together a fairly sort of significant story and I think there's going to be a couple of re- reveals That come through that as well Um, so we now go back downstairs into the chapel it takes us to the laundry section and there's a passageway that leads us to another locked gate which is where Mike gets his gun out again and blows another lock off (laughs) Um, albeit he's definitely not the sharpest Mike because it then ignites a pool of, of flammable liquid that's surrounding all these old rusty drums around him and he has to dive clear just as it all explodes and that's the point at which we leave it so I thought that maybe that was tied into the told him that we'd picked up for that but i don't think that was in any way related no i don't think so no um no. this next section i really thought i thought this was great this next section i like this so we cut back to matt and emily who are now at the upper cable car station and yep. yeah we, we can see that they're being watched on multiple cctv cctv feeds by the yep. same person that knocked out Chris and Ashley, so he's now. we're now sort of starting to see him play, or that person play a a more significant role. And we also see that they're controlling all the electronic gates and locks and everything around the estate, basically allowing or denying people access to places. You have a wee wander around that area, and you find a can of fresh red paint, and it basically is what we've seen everywhere. We've seen this red paint being used. And then there's uh, another Black Death Totem, which looks prettier. Uh, it looks fairly terminal for yeah. Matt. It seems to show him falling and landing on his face. And yeah. um, <laughs> again, probably not one that you're going to get up and walk away from, I wouldn't have thought. Oh, when yeah. you get round to the... No, no, no. So um, as you get round to the door, Matt finds and basically removes an axe from the from the station door that's been deliberately embedded in there, to, obviously in an effort to try and scare them. And that's the one that was missing from right back at the start, where Josh and Chris went around the back of the main lodge to try and get access. And we found that glass box where they, uh, that had an axe in it. Um, that's now made its way up to there by some means. The door to the cable car station is locked, so you've got the option to either smash it open or to help Emily through this small window. There's a small gap in the window. Emily was annoying me, so I was like, if there's any opportunity to get her killed, <laughs> I will do so. And for me, shoving her through a small gap in the window into a dark locked room seemed like a pretty good opportunity for somebody to be in there. So I I basically posted her through the window. <laughs>
1: I smashed the door down because I thought that's yeah, what that's what not. he
2: would that's what
1: he would do to try and impress Emily. Yeah, very, yeah that's it's very like true. A little lovesick puppy. I, I think
3: to. I asked Emily to go through the window, but she said she didn't want to because there might be a killer in there. And then I smashed the door with the with the axe. Okay, I I managed to sweet talk
2: her into doing it. So okay. I, although yeah. she was not at all impressed when uh, when she was in there, she could basically could just hear her. Bitching and moaning the whole time, basically, as she was fumbling around <laughs> in the dark, trying to uh, trying to find her way back out. So she eventually unlocks the door and uh, just basically launches straight into this tirade at Matt. Basically tears of a new one for sending her in there in the first place. And when you come inside... Did
1: you inside... have a look, Andy? Did
2: you have a look what your um, relationship bars were at this point between... Uh, Matt and... I um, would have done, yeah, because okay, I, I would have got my status update, Chris, so I would have diligently checked it like everybody should be doing. <laughs> yeah, you you're good man. That's what you should do. I yes. remember
1: what they were because I imagine it's... At this point, mind you, that's his relationship, his opinion of Jess, not the other way around, isn't it? I yeah,
2: and I, I think also I'd, I'd made a few selections. I, I think we had like a very, very high... Bond with one another because of all the the choices I'd been making up until this point, where I'd tried to defend her and all this sort of stuff. So I, I guess, can like in terms of their relationship, I'd made all the right choices up until this one, but uh, I think this is maybe like the yeah. first wrong relationship choice that I made with them. Uh, it, yeah, yeah. So you 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 now come inside the sta- and you basically find out what that or most likely what that paint can was outside for because. All of the inside of the station is now covered in this red graffiti. It basically says, die, everywhere. Again, in the same handwriting as what we've seen everywhere else. Um, Yeah. The cable car is stuck just short of the station, so they can't actually get into it. And Emily was basically trying to convince Matt to make a jump for it, I think, basically. Mm. He's obviously kind of one of the, he's one of the kind of the class jocks, I think. So I think basically he any sort of challenge to his, his athleticism is probably quite likely to get a a reaction, but uh, I I kind of if it was a choice or not, because I, I thought that probably that totem that we just picked up, which showed him falling and landing on his face, I thought that's, surely that's a premonition, so like, there's yeah, no way so, I'm going to jump yeah. towards that. So it's... Yeah. Um, the you then continue wandering around and you find that the control panel for the cable car shows that the the key is missing so you're not going to be able to use the cable car now you get a yeah. butterfly effect event here and emily wants to go to the fire tower and find a radio for help because i think he's had a look he's finds a, a map of the resort hasn't he Yep. map yeah Matt finds a map a, a resort map that hangs up on the wall and it shows us a fire tower just a short walk from the station so Emily wants to go to that and try and find a radio for help so I actually thought that's probably about the first sensible thing she said that thought I thought that seemed <laughs> fairly logical to me yeah and,
1: I... and the the alternative
2: was to go back to the lodge wasn't it so it was either go to the radio the fire tower or back to the lodge right okay I didn't take a note of what the other one was so that was the option was it and yeah. um, did you opt to go up so. to the fire
0: tower yeah i died i made it i was like yeah, yeah I, i'm yeah. off to the fire oh. tower no no question yeah,
2: yeah totally yeah, yeah yeah um if only to go and just relive your firewatch experiences probably just under- exactly
1: uh, slightly, Yeah,
0: yeah. <laughs> Maybe under- like... find
1: henry there or something yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: it's not yeah. quite the old shoshone is it but it's no not sadly not oh man i missed that game
2: yeah, that was good. That was good. Um, so Emily makes her way back outside and unlatches an access ladder that basically enables them to skirt around the the, the 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 sort of the landing station where the the cable car comes in. But she almost falls, and so she basically sends Matt out in front instead. So I think if anybody's gonna fall, <laughs> it's gonna be him instead. Now you get a yellow or earlier on, I think you'd seen. No, sorry, I tell like at this point you find. The yellow guidance totem that shows Emily handing Matt the flare gun. Yes, Chris.
1: Can I? There's a QTE here where you have where Emily falls and you grab her, or yeah. she goes to fall and you grab her. Yep. Yeah. Now there was no butterfly effect or anything, so I'm assuming it's not a a really big choice. But I I landed the QTE to grab hold of her. Did anybody fail it or got a note of failing it? And can she fall at this point?
0: Pass. Yeah. Pass, but I would assume not because she's pretty. Yeah, true. She's pretty yeah, like, true. like pretty integral for the next. In, bit yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's a try word I was trying to yeah. think of. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: It will be quite interesting time. to maybe try and have a very quick playthrough of this game afterwards, and just basically make all the wrong choices and yeah,
1: make all the different choices. Yeah, yeah. yeah. See what ultimately yeah. ends up
2: happening. Um So yeah, it basically shows Emily handing Matt the flare gun now this comes into play later on and I subsequently forgot it in much the same way as Matt patting the wolves. I also forgot that one at the, at the key point. Oh, anyway. Jesus, Andy. Hmm? <laughs> yeah. Jesus, we is pretty it's not, exactly it's not exactly a difficult game, but um, anyway, there we are. So while they're on their walk up towards the fire tower, Emily and Matt are kind of discussing their survival tactics and they're talking about holing up somewhere safe and they're making his way up this fairly shorty looking mountain trail. You find another white totem on the way up there that shows, I think, Chris and Emily running into a cabin and kind of hastily closing the door behind them. So we haven't seen that event, or I haven't seen that event at any point yet. There is two options here. You get branching path left and right. Emily goes to the right, which we've kind of established by now that any time that the character wanders off one way, it usually pays to go the other way. So I went off to the left here. And it takes you to the, the bridge where Beth was running across and dropped her phone on the night that she was being See, I didn't realise
1: this at, at first. I, I didn't realise this until afterwards. Is it something which I think we see it in the previously for the next chapter yeah. is when is when I realised that that was the same bridge?
2: Yes. So I recognise it, but I don't think it had any kind of, I don't think it had any great consequence at this point. It basically, just they just no. acknowledged that it was Beth's phone and said she must something along the lines of she must have come this way or she must have she was alive at this and, point or something.
0: And the bit that yeah. we're coming to with all the um, with all the stags, yeah, overlooking the the cliff, is that that's the place where they were they were dangling from, isn't it? At the exactly start of the that. game,
2: yeah, and it features quite heavily actually. So, and I think they they really ram that point home over the course mm-hmm. of the next couple of chapters. So. Yeah, you do that. You now come back, and the when you hit, you can basically hear deer lowing in the background anyway. And you come back to the right there, and you you arrive at the spot where you, I think you, we probably all realised was where the where the twins fell from. It certainly looked to be the case. Yeah. Um, you can it only walk up there. to the edge, and that's it. There's nowhere else to go. So as you turn around and try to back away, you get this herd of what looked to be kind of, something with one of them. Was a, a red-eyed stag, and then all the others kind of close in around it, and mm. they trap you on the the cliff side of uh, of, of of this of, of this precipice, and that's it. It cuts away at that point. We come back to this later on, but uh, we now go back to Sam in the uh, in the Washington's house, who finally is getting to enjoy a nice bubble bath, and is I think so at this was my favorite
1: this is my favourite moment in the game so far and it's not due to the
2: reason... No, I <laughs> totally agree, Chris. I, I, I yeah, we'll talk as to why that might be. So she's, I think, probably the only person... Yeah, she's the only person who's still up, amazing at this point, is still blissfully unaware of all the stuff that's been happening. So she basically yeah. just thinks that everybody else is off playing silly pranks on each other and she's finally managed to get herself a hot bath. So she's in the bath listening to her headphones and it is pretty freaky. The camera pans round and... And it's just the lighting is done in such a way that you initially it's you've, amazing, you can just about make out the eye, the outline of somebody. And as the camera continues around further, it actually highlights him. And you realize that it's, it's this masked stranger that we've seen multiple times that's basically just stood there in his boiler suit, staring at Sam in the bath. It's, it's so I, the, creepy, this it bit gave me proper chills. This bit, I, I did not like yeah. this at all. And then he just
1: leaves, and it, the music, it's what. It's one of my favourite pieces of music ever as well. It's Bach, isn't it? Cello Concerto. Played by Yo-Yo Ma. And the whole scene is just so incredible.
2: Yeah, it's fantastic. So it's I and mean, then obviously you're expecting something to happen to Sam, and I think what's even creepier is the fact that he just turns around and walks out the room, and so you know yes. that there's
4: yeah. there's
2: even yeah. worse to come. He's obviously got plans for her. Um, they obviously come to fruition fairly quickly because we now assume control of Sam and her towel she goes around to get dressed and realises that her clothes have been taken from the chair that were sat there So obviously he's run off with them and as she comes out of the room you basically find candles that have been lit everywhere and this is the start of the trail that we saw at the end of chapter 3 that's obviously been mm. left for her and as you make your way down towards it, I got a big jump scare off the grandfather clock that gives the oh god, yeah, that big, really got me as well. Yeah, because again, it's just one ones where you're kind of already looking around the corner, expecting something, and yeah. just the jump scare comes from from where you were, yeah. where you weren't expecting it. Sam still, she she's very unimpressed because she thinks it's still just one big practical joke at the moment, and yeah. she thinks that basically they've nicked her clothes and have run off. But it's obviously it's still blissfully unaware. Now, this was the next part. There's a few parts that haven't quite in quite quick succession that were quite freaky. So the TV downstairs that was originally off yeah. and we know that the power is off in the house yeah. it suddenly bursts into static, which gives you one jump scare. And so you can walk across to it and switch it off, which I did. But gotcha. then, yeah. As you turn around and walk away from it, you just get this. Oh, it's big, the hairs of my neck stand up right now. You just get this series of just these terrifying faces that suddenly appear up on it, and I was just, I, I was, I was pretty petrified at this point. To be honest, I did not like this yeah, bit. I, I didn't like it at all. I, I, to be honest with you, I,
1: I, I mean, I'll be interested to know what kind of Madsen's view was on this in terms of the fear level. But actually, I mean, the, the chapter ends not long after this, but. I was pretty much ready to turn the game off at this point I was thinking like I think I've had enough but this bit was very uh, it was starting to get quite intense creepy.
2: Yeah, yeah yeah,
0: yeah. and there was pictures okay, on the wall my... that I don't remember seeing the first time we moved through the house as well
2: okay okay I didn't notice that I'm not too mm. sure yeah it's yeah. good it's very good so it's all starting to build we can have a look around but we realise that all the other doors are locked and so we basically have to head downstairs towards the cinema room and as we step inside there we just see a stranger's leg appear in the foreground and then it looks like they're going to follow us in. So as Sam walks into this cinema room, still in her bath towel Instantly, the door slams closed and a film reel starts and it's the same yeah. kind of distorted voice that we heard beforehand and it's showing um, the film shows that Sam well it shows that she's been recorded all this time and it also shows footage of josh being killed when he was tied up with ashley yeah mm. and it's at that point that this mass stranger then bursts into the room carrying a syringe and uh you have to basically make a break well you've got the option you can either throw a vase at him or run away so i was like well, well trying to defend myself i threw a vase at him which yeah so... uh, i think maybe helped me a little bit later on so you then you're basically pursued by him for the next few choices now you've you've always got the option i think tyler to, to to run or hide effectively i basically just kept running the whole time did you guys do anything differently
3: so i ran yeah. the first couple of times and then i thought yeah. maybe i'd put in a, a, enough uh, distance between me and him so i could hide so i i hit yeah in the end. yeah yeah i got one of those yeah, yeah, prompts that's exactly. to, to keep the controllers yeah. really still otherwise he'll he'll okay see, i guess so that's the—I tell you—the first time in the game that we actually need that, apart from when we were introduced to it, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. it is. Is it at all difficult? Are you finding those to keep it still? No.
1: I no. failed it within about a three quarters of a second. I failed. Okay. it. Right. Is it? Is it pretty sensitive? massive well i i failed it with i literally less than a second yeah and I, I so i was i was super agitated by this point though because yeah I, I, honestly i was pretty freaked out by this point and i was the same. i wasn't in any place to just sit sit really still i mean i was yeah i mean i was i had the proper feels at this bit massively
2: I, so i was wondering about this how far are you sitting from your tv when you're playing it i was pretty up close when he was chasing me, yeah.
1: So I'm about 10 feet away. Oh, no, it's closer than
2: that. Is it, just working, is it working off the gyro in the controller, do you know? Or...
1: Yeah, it is. Yeah, Right. It's working okay, off
2: okay. the gyro. That, that would make yeah. sense. Yeah, okay, okay. No, I was just wondering about that. Um, so I basically I kept, I chose to run at every opportunity. I just kept running. Uh, but eventually I Same. found myself at a point where I was trapped next to a locked door that had no handle on it. And yep. so... I pulled over a, a wine. Basically, I guess it must be the wine cellar. You pull over a, a whole wine rack in an effort to sort of try and delay the pursuer, and then you manage to get to the other side of the door because I think the door handle was very handily sitting on top of this wine rack that you pull over. Yeah, and you can yeah. bolt it and latch it behind you. So you then continue to run, but,
0: you but then, then he puts see... his arm through the hatch, though, doesn't he? And he starts trying yes. to unlock the door.
2: <laughs> oh. Yes. Oh, I know. It's just, yeah, it was, I don't know what my heart rate must have been at this point. And you knew something bad was about to happen because the ca- like you were talking about earlier about cameras and the viewpoint. The camera cuts to the end of a long corridor looking back at Sam. And so she's at the far end of it. And so you've got the one last choice here with a butterfly effect to either to run or hide. So I chose to run. And it basically shows her running towards it, but I don't know how he's managed to do it, but the stranger's managed to effectively sort of circumnavigate the route that you're taking and bursts out and grabs her and yeah. sedates her at the same time. And then it says Ooh. something along the lines of, Sam got herself caught because you kept so, running. Yeah.
0: Okay.
3: okay. So, so I, I didn't get caught. You guys? Oh, okay. Ah. Really?
0: Oh, Which nice. would change up the next part massively. Yeah. So how, did, what, so how did
3: so how did you what what how did you see and finish then, Mads? I'm, I'm, I'm struggling to remember right now. I, I think I I've crawled down to to hide in some kind of hole like thing, and I was sitting there and I was holding my controller really quiet. This was definitely the the most tense part of this entire game I've played so far. I, I like this chapter. So I was sitting there, I was yeah. holding the controller quietly, and then uh, the guy who was after me he got angry because he couldn't find me, and started cursing at himself, and I, and then oh, and then I met Mike, I think. Okay, okay. yeah, so oh, she, nice. Oh, well, yeah, that was sudden, probably... yeah. That's a jump scare. That's that's actually what what scared me the most in this entire chapter was that uh, all of a sudden Sam is going somewhere, and then a hand shoots out from a like a window near the floor. <laughs> And grabs at you. Okay. That's just Mike. Okay. <laughs>
2: ah, okay. Well, that makes sense with where it picks up then later on. So you've mm. you've so mine, straight mine to Mine was point. different.
1: Okay, what mine happened? Mine was different as well because on mine, you remember when I shot, when Chris shot the, uh, the squirrel and then nature got its revenge by attacking Sam? Oh, right enough. Yeah, Yep. yep. And cut in her mm. head. So mm. when in one of the moments, her uh, cut opens up and she starts bleeding again during this chase. Yeah. So on the last choice to run or hide, I hid again, and the killer, uh, the psycho, the the uh, the psycho guy, he spots the drop of blood on the floor <laughs> where I'm hiding. Okay. Uh, okay. And he follows the trail of blood and and finds her. Oh that's how, no That's how she got caught. That and I got the cool. butterfly effect for that for when she, he shot the squirrel, <laughs> yeah. which said that the cut that she suffered opened up again, which led to her being caught. Yeah. That's pretty go. cool, that,
2: isn't it? Yeah, yeah, that, that is quite cool. Yeah, I like that. That's a again. good one. Yeah. Um, so that's the point, obviously, I guess, where that chapter finished for all of us. Is that right? Yeah. yeah. Um, yes. Yeah, we've yeah. got now a very short analyst section here where it's back in the Washington's house. The analyst is talking to his patient still. And he says something along the lines of that he's used his fear of isolation and turned it against others and this sort of stuff. And you actually get quite a good jump scare here because the camera cuts to the analyst and I think he was lowering a book or some notes or something. And then it just suddenly, uh, you get a burst of the the psycho or the stranger, whatever character it's been for you up until this point, just rushing forward at the analyst, or at least that's what I saw. Was it the same yep. for you guys? Yeah, 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 so, yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah yeah. So yeah, that was quite a, a good a good no, a good little note to finish it on there. Um But
0: the room as well is back to normal, isn't it? So before yeah, it was back completely nice trashed. Yeah. And now it's Ah, that's back a to very normal. good point. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it was. Yeah. A yeah. good okay, okay. yeah. Yeah. a
2: very good point. Yes. All right, well that leads us into chapter 6, Vengeance, which resumes with Matt and Emily on the clifftop where we left them surrounded by these uh group of rather angry-looking stags and deers rather um, so initially he's able to part them as Matt but then he gets the one which won't move and it triggers a QTE with a target on the deer um, yeah. so it's a butterfly effect moment and I actually having messed up with the wolf earlier I was a bit more dialed in for this one um, so yeah. I was able to chop the deer in the neck with the axe that he's been carrying And uh, oh basically... did you attack the deer yeah, I thought it looked quite threatening. Yeah, I didn't I, like it. It's going to be a funny look.
0: Well. Yeah. It's those red eyes.
1: Yeah,
2: chop it down. Yeah. Chop it down like a tree. So what,
1: happened
0: when,
1: what happened when you attack the deer then?
0: It just gives you a QTE where you're, you get backed up to the cliff edge by the rest of the stags, and then you get a QTE where he's like, looks like he's going to slip over the cliff. But I passed this QTE, uh-huh. so good old Matt saved him. Yes.
3: Uh, what yeah. did you do, Matt? Yeah. So I I killed the deer, and immediately after doing it, I thought, "Why did I do that? I I could have just done nothing. I, I really uh, <laughs> I hated that I killed the, the poor animal, but I did. I chopped them down with my axe. Yeah. So I I didn't attack the deer. Hmm.
1: So what happens then? And, uh, he just he just walks really slowly through them, and they just part. Right um and they're all looking at him but no they don't chase and you don't have any cuties or anything so you definitely got yeah. the
3: the the good solution there I yeah. think so cool. yeah yeah i immediately so, I, it, it, when i was presented with that choice um, I I was feeling kind of threatened by those deer so i didn't even didn't even consider it i just struck immediately and then i thought oh yeah. come on in this game you can choose to do nothing as well this yeah, is yeah. it, it
2: was, um, yeah. swing your
3: axe and ask que- swing your axe first and ask
2: questions later I think that's, uh, <laughs> yeah, so definitely. Can do yeah that's what I did um, so <laughs> so Matt and Emily they kind of recover from that and actually by the time you come back up onto it there's no more sign the herds just disappeared back into the forest again so you swap to control of Emily and then you continue on your way up towards the fire tower I thought there was some quite nice graphics on the hill climb on the way up there there's some quite good uses of perspective and focus and it kind of um, so, defocuses the background and I just thought it looked quite nice in some parts. Um, I think I've become immune to snowy paths. <laughs> in this I, 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 I just quite enjoy the respite that they give you more than anything else. You approach the tower, and just before you reach it, there's a blinding light that suddenly gets shone in their faces. And Matt basically explains it away by saying it's probably just a motion activated yeah. security light or something like that. You get a yellow guidance totem there yeah. as well, and it shows. I thought it showed basically showed Chris looking very distressed, and he's sliding a handgun across the table. I thought it looked like they were playing a game of Russian roulette or something like that.
4: Hmm. Hmm. Pin in that. Yeah.
2: yeah, but it also completes for me at least. That completes the guidance totems. That's. Have you got all of the guidance totems now?
3: That's true. Well, uh, that's
2: I was true. Mi- I was missing one, I'm sure. Okay, that was the last one for me there. So I think we have, we have come across them all, at least up until this point. So you get there, the tower both looks and sounds very rickety, and you make your way up through a series of ladders, and you flip the hatch open and climb up inside it. There's quite a few clues here relating to the twins' mystery. Uh, there's a few things. You find a poster for Hannah, a missing persons poster yeah. about Hannah inside one of the lockers. Emily, obviously, that was the whole reason for coming here, tries what I think was a radio, and it looked like a fax machine, which I think ultimately transpires to be a printer, but there's no electricity to the tower, basically. So we move out onto the balcony. Now, there's a butterfly effect here where Emily finds a flare gun in a wall box, and you've got the option to keep it or give it to Matt. And you can also, I think, based on that, you then get a further decision. What did you guys do here?
0: I let Emily keep it. So did I. But the but the but the totem. I know. The, Don't trust the, the totems, totems, Chris. I, I the totem second was to...
2: Yeah. The second so I decided I, to I, keep it. I gave it to Matt. I, yeah. That clearly, I think, was the thing to do. I kept it because I thought that was an Emily type thing to do. And as soon as I did it, I thought, "What have I done? There's a cutie. Oh, there's thought, a yeah. there's a there's a totem that shows you exactly what you need to do here. And it's actually one that literally does show you exactly what you need to do there." <laughs> So the um it was then just kind of damage limitation from that point because you've then got as Emily, you've got the option to either to fire it or to stow it. and I thought, well, you're in the middle of a blizzard at nighttime with nobody else around you, so there's probably not a whole lot of point in firing it right now.
0: So I stowed it. Okay, so mine worked. We'll come back to this, but it worked out okay for me by letting Emily keep it.
2: All right, mm. oh nice. Mm. okay, okay, so you can refuse uh, you reset the fuse box. And then that basically brings the radio to life and the printer as well, in fact, which prints out obviously some stored document in it. That's another missing person poster for Beth this time, I think. So did you guys manage to contact the park ranger service with Emily? Yeah. Yep. yeah,
0: yeah. And then what approach did you take here when speaking to them? like just panicked sort of hello hello (laughs) uh, is anyone there because i thought that's you know that's what they do in these films isn't it
2: and (laughs) eventually
0: yeah eventually you get through to a ranger um, okay and he says they'll dispatch a helicopter but not until dawn yeah
1: yes yeah Yeah, it's exactly what i so i stay calm but that's how i find these things so frustrating because whenever i'm not in control it's like just calm down why are you saying that just say it like this yeah Actually, getting kind of gets my teeth and on it. And even, even
3: when you yeah. do select, try to be calm, she was never calm. She's no. not calm, yeah. <laughs> no. But no. that makes sense That's in this situation, it. of course.
2: Yeah. 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 So yeah, as you see, we do establish contact, but whilst we're doing this, there's a couple of events that are happening outside. So there's a shadow that kind of runs across the ground and triggers a motion sensor lighting again. Mm. And then just as we are talking to the park ranger service there we're interrupted by somebody trying to or something trying to smash open the hatch the access hatch into the cabin where we are it it does stay closed um but it immediately cuts to outside and then we can basically see the steel guy wires that are holding this tower up uh some Mm. i think i couldn't quite tell from it they're obviously they're they're being cut but do do you see anything that actually suggests it's a person or what's what's causing that somebody or something is cutting yeah. the ropes though they couldn't just yeah. snap no that's it but i don't think it ever actually shows you i didn't see enough detail or anything to see whether it was a person like swinging an it no. or anything like that it was you weren't actually able to tell but yeah you were oh you, no. you were definitely somebody or something that was that was that was doing that um
0: yeah because the they, they tried to get into the uh the, the fire the watchtower where you were didn't yeah. they? Yep. when you're and then, when you're on the radio they they're trying to get in and you can see the uh, like the trap door the access door getting getting knocked up yeah.
2: yeah yeah and then obviously couldn't get in until so it goes down <laughs> so it's uh, so the 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 upshot of that is that the base of the towel the tower topples about ninety degrees onto its side and it's quite a cool seeing this because Emily falls and lands on the cabin window that's now basically forming the the floor of the cabin because it's toppled over ninety degrees and in true yeah. kind of Hollywood fashion you get these spider cracks that start to appear on the glass and yeah. it's, it actually sounds like it's about to give way as well it's really good this bit yeah and then you know, I think yeah, something's caused a fire to start inside the the cabin as well so it does feel like a proper kind of Hollywood scene, this bit. There's yeah. some QTEs here. We have to avoid some falling debris, which did you guys pass these okay? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. And the radio is dangling next to Emily, but that gets basically hit by another piece of debris and knocked off into the abyss. So that's the end of that option, I think. And just shortly afterwards, the tower actually topples over and lands on in this well, what you assume is just a snow initiative but it's obviously some unstable ground because I think there might even be a, is there a sign on the ground there that talks about the mines or says dangerous ground or something and it basically starts mm-hmm. to sink into see, the yeah. ground so it's obviously it was built just above the mines or you mm. kind of you, you, you put that together quite quickly so you yeah. take control of Matt at that point and you can see that Emily's hanging below and looks very close to falling and so you've got the option to basically try and either help her or not help her here or camera her or Um, was there anything significant that happened
0: out of this with you guys yeah there was for me I tried to save her okay kept trying to save her and eventually the tower remains all came down Emily went with it yeah and yep. then I was like, oh, no, Emily's gone, the flare gun. I thought, oh, the flare gun's gone. But she was giving Matt some right grief. You know, yes. I was there <laughs> trying to trying to save her, and she was just laying yeah. into him. So in yeah. the end, I was like, well, oh, I've lost the flare gun. But to be honest, I was quite glad she's gone.
1: <laughs> yeah, I didn't try and save her. So I thought Mike's a bit of a – if you look at his stats, he's a, he's not very brave. He's a bit of a coward, Mike. And I thought, no, Matt, he, he does like Emily, but she is giving him a load of, a load of verbals. And yeah. I thought, he's going to think, ah, sod that, I'm jumping. So yeah. I chose to I chose to jump. But I love the way you can start saying to her, oh, you went and canoodled with Mike, didn't you? And now you're diving, So uh,
2: It's a bit of a cheap shot yeah. on somebody at that yeah. point. But yeah, yeah, yeah. I, yeah. I, I like the fact yeah. it's an option. I didn't do it, but I thought it was hilarious <laughs> that you could
1: do it.
2: Yeah. That was effectively, I did pretty much exactly the exact same as you there, Jim, I think, where I... Initially, I kept trying to save her but obviously the tower fell anyway and then I jumped clear so um, it comes, the next scene is obviously Matt coming around and he's obviously distraught about this he's shouting on Emily but gets no response and so you set off down the end you're now further down in the mines, you set off down this long tunnel and there's some really sinister string music that starts up at this point now Mm -hmm. this is a real kind of turning point in the game for me I think because I got a butterfly effect here and as you're making your way down here, I got what to me looked like almost like a Wraith type shadow jumped down behind me. Yeah. It knocks Matt to the ground and drags him along to the end of the chamber, and then he's literally just picked up and skewered through the jaw on a large set of hooks yeah. and basically it looks like he almost drowns in his own blood and, and I think yeah. does die. Yeah. Is that what I happened to all of you guys?
1: At all. Okay. Oh, I no have mind. no idea what you're talking about. So but what happened today as well? So I because I jumped, I didn't try and save. I mean, uh, uh, Emily falls. I jumped, and he jumps off the tower onto this ledge, and the scene ends after uh, Emily Emily drops.
2: Right. Okay. 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 Oh no way! Because yeah. so you gave Matt the
1: flare gun, didn't you, Chris? Yeah. So Matt Matt had the flare gun. Yeah, which he which he'd fired. Um, which he oh, okay. fired whilst they were still on top of the tower.
0: Oh, okay,
2: so at I
1: this point, Emily the... fired
0: the gun, did she?
2: You get a choice to, and I didn't. And then it no, specifically, I didn't. I didn't either. So Emily, I guess, has still got it. I don't know if she's still got it or not. But then, if you go into the butterfly effect page, um, it says uh, Matt had no defence against the attack, and so it basically because I didn't give him the gun, he's now
3: dead. And I think this—he—he oh, is—he's is genuinely dead. I'm pretty yeah. sure I gave him the gun, but like Chris said, he fired it, so so he couldn't use the okay. flare gun again. His his attacker. Yeah. yeah.
1: So yeah. your Matt is dead as yes, well, Matt. Yes, he
3: was hung on a hook. Oh. But I, I didn't. Yeah, and I, pick up on the fact that it should be a creature. I thought it was just a person that jumped down behind. Oh
2: my! No, mine looked like this sort of like really kind of almost like uh like a shadow um what's it called the uh, the judder man you know the judder man it almost yeah. looks it like it looked like almost like a like a like a, a black version of a judder man it was uh yeah it's almost yeah. like yeah. this, so this, this black shadow it's re- really quite freaky because it's the first thing i thought is the first sort of genuine supernatural thing that you've seen here rather than um mm. some
0: sort of human influence so uh that was well, yeah key moment But there wasn't a QTE, was there? Because, so, Matt went through, and just before he went through, there was like a little cutscene, I think, and I'd I'd got a cup of tea down on the floor. So I bent down to pick up my cup of tea (laughs) and have a slip of my tea. The next thing I know, as I sort of looked up from the screen, Matt... Matt was getting dragged by this like wraith monster, so I was like, "Oh no, no, no! Have I missed a, cut- a cutie? <laughs> I, and As he was getting impaled onto this butcher's hook, I was like, "Oh no, no, no!" But yeah, no, I'm glad I didn't miss a cutie He died before. for your you copper, you. Jim. Yeah,
1: yeah. <laughs> what a time to take a slurp of teaching. I know. Well, it was going cold, wasn't it?
2: <laughs> yeah, it's priorities quite right too. So we now go back so to my, the... my Matt is still alive. Good. All right. Well, that's uh, yeah. So yeah, we'll have a roundup at the end then and see kind of who's got who left. So the uh, we cut back to the Washington Mansion and take control of Ashley here, who's still with Chris. Both still looking very roughed up. And you've got a chance to do a wee bit more exploring here to guess to maybe find some clues that you hadn't as well as some new ones. There's a few things that kind of tie in here. There was, again, coming into the Mystery Man here, you find an order for some saw blades from an abattoir. There is, I got a butterfly effect event here where Ashley just suddenly blurts out to Chris how grateful she is for saving her life. And she knows that Josh was like a best friend, but he still chose her instead, and how much that meant to her. So that justified my decision right there, Chris. What you were saying about how Josh was his best friend—it sounds like it sounds like Ashley is uh, is is definitely um, warm to him as a consequence of that. I think.
1: See, my, my Ashley keeps banging on about the fact how it's all right. It's honestly, it's fine that you chose to kill me. <laughs> it's all right. No, honestly, no yeah, it's not yeah. debated. It's fine. It's not a problem. Don't worry about it. It's okay. She gets <laughs> on my nerves a little bit
2: here. She's a bit whiny,
1: isn't she, old Ashley?
2: Yeah, yeah, she's yeah, she's definitely quite um quite emotional. I think. But the uh, we head off again back downstairs now to the cinema room, obviously where uh, we've been with Sam beforehand. There is kind of a funny bit here where it starts to be feel, again, it builds on this supernatural feeling where various doors are opening and slamming. Uh, But Chris is quite, uh, and I actually thinks that you see a, initially we think we see a ghostly figure in a bath towel, but very quickly, and then they disappear around the corner. And Ash, I think, tries to tell Chris about it, but he's uh, quite initially quite dismissive. And again, it's not yeah. very... This This whole scene's maybe a wee bit awkward. There's some conversations here that just don't really work, I don't mm. think. She's kind of yeah, too... they keep stopping.
1: They keep stopping, don't they, and having these conversations. Yeah. Like, well, you know, you're not going to talk about that stuff. Just... And I think... You know, your friend could be dying.
2: Yeah. And I think given, like, everything that's happened up until this point... If Ashley actually was saying that to Chris, you would think that he'd be a bit more inclined to believe, or it's not—it's not like it's just come out of the blue. You know, there's some fairly exceptional events happening tonight. So I think if if tonight, of all nights, somebody said they saw a ghost, I would—I would probably believe them, to be honest.
1: Yeah, yeah. exactly.
2: Yeah. Um, yeah. and then another great horror movie trope here: as you come downstairs, you can hear the music box music tickling along in the background. It's almost yeah. like the "Twinkle, Twinkle, time Little time Star" have, from uh, Dead Space, isn't it? Um, yeah. Yeah. So you come Very into the joker,
1: boiler, isn't it? It's playing.
2: Yes. So you come into the boiler room, and there's kind of all these banging noises. But then it suddenly cuts round, and you see a uh, a hobby horse just walking by itself in the corner next to a doll's yeah. house. And you investigate that and see that. So uh, what well, you could think it looks like it's going to need some further investigation. Of what's inside the doll's house? But we need to find a key. You can then see another ghost here, and. Chris I think still doesn't believe her at this point but then a picture gets thrown from the wall and that seems to be about the the, the first point where actually seems to get his attention and yeah, I've just got a note here saying that the, the acting at this point doesn't exactly add to the tension it's kind of mm-hmm. if anything actually spoils it a wee bit but we find the key for the house and we actually see as we turn back around we see a ghost pointing at the corner where the doll's house was and thankfully Chris does see it this time and so he just seems confused rather than anything else about what he saw, rather than just acknowledging the fact that it is a ghost. He just seems a wee bit kind of confused about it all. And they think that the ghost is actually maybe trying to help them or show them the way. So you open up the doll's, yeah. the dolls house and you see that there's basically an exact recreation of the scene where Hannah was pranked the previous year. And this is obviously mm, kind of yeah. starting to give us an indication as to who and what might be causing things. And Well, Chris and Ashley, I think, actually get into an argument over it, don't they, about who left it there. And uh, Ashley finds Hannah's diary inside the, the roof of the doll's house that you've opened up with a key and reads it. And it's talking about the, the Halloween party and Mike's attendance and all this sort of stuff. So um, there's not much else there. You start to make your way down the corridor. You get a big jump scare where you come down one of the corridors. And again, there's this kind of ghoulish lady yeah. that jumps right in front of us. Just now, appears in front of you, yeah. Yeah, and somebody mentioned this in Discord. I guess, kind of knowing what we know by the end, I'm not really sure how you'd explain this one because there was nothing left there afterwards, was there? No. So, I'm not too sure what we causes that. We can come that. back
1: to kind of how how cognizant we were at the time once we reveal what
2: happened. Yeah, um, there's a butterfly effect here. Did you pick up a pair of scissors? Yep. Yep. Yeah, I did. Yep. So you now continue off, kind of basically deeper into the bowels of the house and you find what ultimately transpires to be effectively. So there's basically an old... Is it an old hotel? There's sort of the ruins of an old hotel that's underneath the existing yeah. building by the looks of things. And we knew
1: we knew about this from previous clues. There's there previous clues to, that said there used to be an old hotel
2: on the site. That yeah. Was one of the first clues that we've seen. Yeah, that. Yeah. I would need to go back and have a look at that, but, to be but, honest. But... Um,
1: but the place doesn't make sense. I mean, the place is so big and sprawling that, and I was trying to imagine, you know, if this was a real space, and then you start to think, well, it, it could never be a real space. It just doesn't make any sense the way the rooms connect. Yeah, it's a bit, it it's a, it's a game world. This isn't it. It could you could never recreate this in real life. It just wouldn't work.
2: Yeah, yeah. Um. So they continue to make their way off through here and they find a few things along the way. I guess kind of the key ones, you find Sam's bracelet, so we know that she's obviously come this way. Um, We also find, relating to the mystery man, a stack of printed newspapers relating to the janitor's conviction that was talked about way back at the start, but we find that they were printed in 2014, so they're obviously contemporary newspapers. Um, Then we basically continue looking for Sam at this point and I think it's actually Ashley that says to Chris that she thinks they're missing something with regards to the fake newspapers and uh, relate, and they think it might somehow relate to who killed Josh so it does but mm. probably just not in the way that they were thinking I guess. We find some uh, batteries and switches and timers in the next corridor and so we know that they're being used to kind of control devices remotely so maybe there's not as many spooky goings on as what we initially thought and mm. we come into what I think must have been the old hotel kitchen, and it's basically just covered in tools and machinery and animal parts. And most importantly, on the wall, we find a photo board. that has got pictures of all the group taken through a telephoto lens, and I think it says over a long period of time as well. There's a yeah. pig's carcass that's hanging from the ceiling that's been gutted, and there is a butterfly effect here. So this is so frustrating. So this is where I was saying where normally... It looks as though the game wants you to go one way and then there's the option to go another. I walked in and there's uh there was a camera that was set up or a movie reel that I thought would trigger yeah. the event that would cause something to happen. So I left that room, so I didn't play that. Oh ah,
0: right. What's ah, on yeah. that? It's a video from last year's events. And as you watch it as you're watching it, you get some dialogue choices where I think they're Ashley's Dialogue choices yeah. and you can choose to either sort of be dismissive and yeah. I which I yeah. went with like the I went with the apologetic options or there's like a dismissive yeah. one where it's like, oh it was only a joke. But yeah, you one. didn't
1: miss much Andy, it was okay. it was yeah, more yeah, more more kind of Ashley's um annoying kind of self pity and self loathing,
2: to be honest. Okay. Oh that's fine then. I, I thought I'd maybe miss something quite key. And there was no other totems or anything in there? don't think no. so now. No, cool. No, that's fine. Good. All right. Um, so I, cause I went on basically to the next room and that is where it basically triggers the next scene because as you approach the door, it starts an event that you can't then come back from. And I think you've got the option to go and investigate what you think is Sam or follow Chris so you can basically stick together or split up. I split up here. But did you guys do anything differently? I followed Chris. I mean, she was in no emotional state to be on her own. Well, so I was basically. I was still. I think I was still annoyed about that previous. decision. I wasn't really paying attention to this one, and so before I knew it, I I thought I'd missed something quite key, and then I'd split them up as well. <laughs> so I should really be paying more attention here. Um, so for mine, at least, Ashley went off, and she looks through, she can basically see, as she doubles back on herself, she can see into the room, she can see the the stranger who's in there now and she gets a good look at him, but she has to basically hide behind a panel and the stranger comes right up to it to look for her. I can't remember if it was maybe one that you had to hold the controller still or not, I'm not sure but you then sneak away and then come out into the corridor, but you bump into uh, Chris, so you're basically reunited again right away anyway and uh, he's carrying a dummy (laughs) for some reason that you find in a fridge and it's wearing I think it's the reason I think he's brought it is because it's wearing Sam's clothes but it just seemed pretty random that he was just wandering mm. down a
0: corridor holding this dummy and uh, okay, that so if if you stick with Chris you see yeah. the, you see Sam's clothes and they're hooked onto uh, they're on a meat hook in the shape of a person yes. so it looks like it looks like Sam's on the meat yeah. hook, but it's not. It's just uh, a close. Okay, dokie. And right. you
1: get a butterfly effect to say that um, Ashley didn't get a look at the psycho.
2: Okay, dokie. All right. Yeah, so I did. I got a very clear look at him. So that must have been uh, a one a butterfly event there as well. Um, so you then hear Sam screaming, uh, or what you think is Sam screaming. So they run off down there, and you find strap, Sam strapped to a chair, albeit uh, she seems to be unconscious. And as you're discussing what to do, for me at least, the, this uh, cycle then appears behind Chris and gasses him. And I got a quick time event for Ashley, who I stabbed him in the shoulder with the scissors. With yeah, I think same. you said you did yeah. the same. Yeah, Yeah. Matt said you stabbed yeah.
3: them. I forget. I would have done. Yeah. <laughs>
2: Yeah, yeah, quite right. Uh, So he's obviously hurt, but then he recovers quite quickly and lands an absolute haymaker on Ashley. And that's uh, that's the end of that. So it comes around similar to the the previous scene with Josh and Ashley with them chained at a table and these large circular saws that are hanging above their heads with a handgun on the table. Uh, Chris and Ashley are having a bit of a heartfelt talk about their kind of true feelings for one another and it's so corny, this,
1: yeah, isn't it?
2: Like in yeah, a situation
1: like this, oh, I, I think I've fallen for you, yeah, yeah it's,
2: it's so again, yeah, where I think, as you say, Chris, I think it would be better saying nothing in these circumstances because it does just sort of maybe detract yes. from the uh, sort of the the the, the kind of the. The, the, the drama of that of that scene it does it really um, does so they're, they're talking about their feelings for one another and all of a sudden the, the, these saws burst into life and this this psycho comes back over the intercom and tells chris that he must either uh shoot actually and live or uh or shoot himself uh, yes so he can either shoot actually live or, or or shoot himself and um, he obviously his first instinct is to try shooting the machine above him which obviously does absolutely nothing which is maybe a wee bit of a giveaway as to what's actually happening um You've got a butterfly effect here where you can. You've got a target on yourself and you, you've you got to decide who to go for. But as you've said, Mads, you don't necessarily need to decide anything. And I keep. Maybe this is a mistake I've been making where I have to. I have been making a choice.
0: What What did you guys go for here? So I tried to so shoot myself. I
3: tried to shoot Chris. Right? Okay. That...
0: Ah, okay. So I pointed the don't... gun at Chris. But I let the timer run down. I couldn't bring myself to do it. I, I pointed the gun at Chris. for thought, oh, that's just, you know, he'd probably do that rather than shoot Ashley after, after she's just sort of confessed to him and everything. Um, yeah. But, yeah, then I just I let the timer run down.
1: Okay. So I followed the totem and just didn't do anything, just left. I put the controller down, just mm. left it. So
2: but, you I, that that's what the totem showed, you thought, was him doing
1: nothing? Oh, I told you, it showed him putting the gun down on the table, didn't it?
2: Uh-huh. Yeah, so I thought maybe was that related to him. Uh, yeah, I must have kind of misinterpreted that. I think because I thought maybe that he, if I chose myself, well I guess I was reasoning it that he was either going to point at Ashley and then was basically going to say I can't do it and put the gun down, or he was going to point it at himself and say I can't mm. do it and put the gun down. I never thought just to just to leave it, which is I obviously just did, what
1: I just did nothing.
2: Yeah. You know? That's obviously the way to do that one. Then oh, well, here's another failed one. Yeah. Um, so can so, you shoot either of them?
3: No. The yes. I mean, so think you can, because to... the gun's not loaded. Is no, it? no, it, it is loaded, but it's blanks. So I, I oh, shoot okay, myself right. and I get this loud bang and then it cuts off. Then 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 the scene is over yeah. and, until we get back there, and and uh, yeah yeah yeah. So I thought I'd shut myself for a while. Okay. That was exactly the same. Yeah, it for me. I thought it's a. Uh, but I think if
2: somebody said in the Discord group that because it went straight to the black and you never actually saw Chris shoot himself, whereas they're not, they're not exactly shied away from showing you the gore here, mm. then there was maybe a suggestion that there was something that, you know, not always what it seemed for that
0: scene. Um, yeah. 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 So if you don't pull the trigger, it makes it look like uh, uh, Ashley gets gets the blade. Yeah. Okay
2: um no so that scene finishes jim you said we we're having a quick chat you got an analyst section here i got an analyst section Mad, did you get an analyst so section? did i yeah yeah but i got yeah an analyst i did section. as well
1: yeah. i beg i beg your pardon yeah my notes cool. confirm i did get an analyst section i was telling you guys offline that i didn't
2: but i i did i did okay. get
3: one yeah it
2: well like basically it was it's, the, the last one right Yes, yeah, exactly that. So. so it seems to be kind of... Well, it basically starts with the analyst just absolutely berating this now, the the psycho, the which we now sort of visibly see, the, the the guy who's been playing this part for us the whole way through the game. And he says something along the lines like, his torture porn's gone too far, and he wants to know what he's done with uh, with the, the, the other guests. And uh, he yells at him and I think calls him a psychopath, which seems to sort of strike a bit of a nerve with him. <laughs> but that, that was about all that I saw in this. I don't think there was anything else or of any particular significance did you guys see anything else there or have anything else think
0: so, he just he like he, he holds his arm doesn't he where where you stabbed him if you stabbed him i'm guessing with the scissors so this uh, is okay, obviously yeah. taking place after the events that have gone on yeah uh, that's very true after either.
2: yeah i missed that good point yeah yeah oh that's interesting i need to go away and have yeah. a think about that so it leads into chapter seven violence it picks up where I guess where you would have gone there with um, where you were saying that with, uh, because you might escape there with Sam for me, it started up with uh, Mike trying to get Sam's attention from the the other side of a grill and she's basically yeah. still sat in her bath towel tied to a chair in the Washington Lodge basement. That
1: that bath towel is the most efficiently tied <laughs> bath towel. It's a good in knot. The world, it? Yeah, it's what <laughs> she's been through to, for that to remain perfectly in place—very
3: impressive. Well, luckily, her yeah. bag is in the same room, so she can get a change of clothes now. Yeah.
2: Yes. So yeah, she can. Yeah. Basically, exactly that she's them. able to shuffle her chair across, and Mike's can uh, reach through and cut her wrist ties, and then she can obviously get herself yeah. out of the uh, the ankle ties so yeah. they have a quick catch up on what's been happening because obviously Sam's still a wee bit in <laughs> <Yeah>. the dark <laughs> uh, she, yeah yeah so she basically <laughs> she, she, she comments on his missing fingers and uh, they both oh. sort of explain what's been happening
0: mm. to he uh, tries to, to catch a look at her getting changed yes Yes, yeah yeah, 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 he just can't yeah. help it himself. Can't. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, the yeah, the it's now or never. <laughs> can't help
1: itself. The, the writers can't help themselves either, can they? Despite everything that's happened, they have to just keep getting those little little moments in.
2: Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So you leave there, she picks up her backpack and you wander on out and you have got a choice of a left and a right door. So when you go to the left, that's basically where Sam might get reunited. Uh, she gets... Um, changed into our, our gym gear by the looks of things. But you then hear some crying coming back from the door in the corridor that was locked. So you go back out, they barge their way in and it now takes them into the same room where Chris and Ashley are strapped to the chair. And it obviously I think this is just after the point at which the the, the previous mm. chapter finished where we think that Chris had yeah. shot himself, but we see that he's now still very much alive. Um, he the, the the psycho's basically walking towards him, and instead he starts trying to shoot the psycho, and it's at this point you realise that obviously the, the gun's loaded with blanks, because nothing's happening. And then uh, he, as he comes across, removes his mask, and reveals himself to be none other than... Josh.
4: Josh! Joshy
3: oh. boy. <laughs> the- Creepy big job. reveal. Did, didn't we find some clues to this before we got here? Wasn't there like some, um, uh, like uh, there was something about finding some clues about him going to see an analyst, and, and or is that afterwards? No, and I think, I think this is it. Seen I,
1: that before, I,
3: I missed these clues, and I think That's these what? are ones that. We were
2: talking earlier about things that you picked up and looked at. I haven't seen anything. I, I, at no point have I seen any reference to suggest that Josh was seeing a therapist. But I, I did believe it was believe. in, was in just... the
3: diary and the dolls. Yeah, exactly. I didn't want to mention it yeah. to to spoil this part, but I'm sure there were some some heavy signs that it was probably Josh, the psycho, uh, before before we got there.
1: Interesting. No, I didn't see any okay. of that stuff. Yeah, I mean, the only, a... the only thing that could have could have led you to believe it now, was um, the stuff that you find in that previous chapter with all of it. I think I knew something was going on. I knew that everything wasn't what it seemed, that somebody was creating something. But I didn't, not for a month of Sundays would I have guessed it was Josh. I just no. thought he was dead.
2: Yeah, I, I got a massive surprise here, I have to say. I, I was quite impressed yeah, by this. But, uh, and it's not like I haven't well, been I paying attention to the
0: game, so I, don't I honestly understand. thought he was dead. Yeah, likewise. So your mileage
1: varies then depending on what clues you found by the sounds of it.
0: Yeah, but I was still
3: surprised, I'd say, because it was a very, um, let's say, convincing death that he had. (laughs) So so I was still still surprised. But there was definitely something going on there and some some clues that you could find that said Hmm. that there was something weird about this whole Josh thing. And from the get-go, I've been thinking... The whole setup was really, really weird. I mean, your two sisters are missing, probably dead, and you you decide to kind of like recreate the scene. It, it just uh, yeah, from the yeah, get go, there's something seriously wrong about him. So, yeah. so I yeah. was suspicious, but but I, th- I was surprised that he wasn't dead. <laughs> hmm. Yeah. Yeah,
2: it was a good moment this. I I thought it was a pretty a pretty big moment for the game. So,
3: yeah. I love
1: the way was... they they staged it as well, the direction, you know, the way the the camera slows down and he pulls off the yeah. hood and yeah. then you just see his facial expression and then it cuts away to the next scene. It was very yeah. well done. Yeah. You know, whether, whether or not you've seen it coming, it was um I think it was framed really well and done really well. I mean, it, and well, we don't know what's going to happen over the next the next the last three chapters, but it feels like it's the big plot twist of the
2: game doesn't it yeah yeah yeah. Uh, yeah very much so definitely so yeah i think that's been the by far and away the biggest moment of the game so far at least so
1: and and if you go if you now go back to the clues for the mystery man on the clue screen all of the clues have been updated to give you the context so yes for instance, it will yeah, say the yeah the newspapers it will say Josh printed these, and you know, so it gives for everyone the clues, it tells you, kind of gives you the story behind them and, and how he did this, which uh, okay. it's
2: pretty good. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's yeah. clever. Yeah, I do like that. So, of up all yeah. updates in the real time, as you say. So, we cut back to Emily in the mines, and for me at least, it then transpires that she was saved from her fall by a cable that got caught around her leg, so she's just still yeah. dangling there. Yeah. And she's able to swing to safety just before the tower actually collapses off way deeper into the mine. Um, she gets hit by some falling debris that gives her a large cut on her knee and she's now basically at the start of another tunnel um for me obviously the significant part here is that you can hear this same sort of wraith that took care of matt in the background and that it horrible, sounds like that. It oh horrific, it's, that yeah exam. i know because you just you know now what's likely to happen so you find a sign for the surface elevator and obviously we're going to try and work our way back out of the mine there's a couple of Kind of, I guess it's just busy work as you would put it, Chris, where you've got to go and find a mining cart or you work your way around, find a mining cart and release the handbrake to let it roll down the hill and smash open some gates that you weren't able to open by yourself. Um, there's a few
1: padding, isn't it? This, yeah, you
2: could just walk out, but they want you to give you a little bit of
1: agency, I think. But yeah, I I never, I never appreciate anything like that, you know.
0: There are a couple of good things that you can find down here that I suppose you could miss.
2: Yes, true enough. Yes. Yeah. So I guess that'd be things like there's the in the locker box is a photo of the group of miners called the blasting crew. Um gives you a bit more information yeah. about that. There is the clocking in machine for the mine, and you can see that the number's been rubbed out and thirty six has been so the in number's been rubbed out and the thirty six out number is still there. So they've obviously tried to manipulate um the the numbers there so they never actually knew how many went in. Um Ellie tries to go up a ladder to climb up to a higher platform and it breaks. And as it does, though, she falls backwards and that ends up going through the wooden floorboards and sort of effectively drops down (laughs) into another mining shaft and drops a torch in the process. So she switches on her phone or or torch on her phone. Um, I did wonder at this point if she was getting a signal because you'd think you'd maybe try and make a phone call up until this point, but we haven't even acknowledged that at any point, I don't think. Um, She switches on, but you find this... Collecting those skulls right in front of you. And I think the first thing I thought about was it's just obviously the the remains of the miners from miners, when they were yeah. all there, yeah. Uh, yeah. whatever they were getting up to down there. And you can just hear all these loud shrieks and wails as you make your way through the catacombs and it opens out into a larger chamber. We find a photo in there of Billy Bates, the one whose mining hat we find way back in that cabin. Yeah. And uh, inside yeah. of one, one See, of the
1: See, lunch- I, I miss bits here. I, I did a you here, mate. I went straight and triggered a... Uh, just the next bit, and I definitely missed exploratory bits here. So I okay missed do a few no. of these
2: clues. Oh, that's yeah, that's frustrating because mm. yeah, there's a few things you can find here. So you basically go off. It's almost like in a big loop that you go have a wander around. Um, but during that, Emily's phone battery runs out, and you're properly plunged into yeah, darkness. I did see and that. Yeah, oh, yeah, it just gets a wee bit tense when that happens. So we eventually link back to where we'd originally fallen down to, and um. Emily had lit a torch that she dipped, like a some rags and some oil that she'd lit. So you can use that now to um to light your way as you go
3: around. Did, did you notice what she you... said when she was making that torch? That was the most foolish remark ever in a in Oh, this was stage. it saying about our our six hundred six hundred dollar top or something
2: that she was, whatever.
3: yeah. Oh man.
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I know.
3: Yeah,
1: but Emily Emily is uniquely horrible though, isn't she? So maybe, you know, someone like that yeah, would. But knows?
3: there's no there's nobody there to tell. She's only telling herself. I mean I just found that so jarring. Yeah. Yeah, 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 it didn't did, fit. Yeah, did it wasn't really great. It um
2: that. we started to pick up lots and lots of clues about the, the twins mystery here. Mm. Yeah. Um, we find a red totem that shows... It looks like almost like a ghostly arm reaching through the wall and taking a swipe at someone, but yeah. I haven't seen that yeah. later on at any point. Um, you see an item that's sitting on an oil drum. You can basically see it through a chain-link fence, but you can't reach it at this point. But we do find a photo of Hannah that was taken on the day that she got her tattoo. So right away you think, why would that be done in the mine? Yeah. Um, we also find some yeah. scratchings in the rock face, and it shows the date of Hannah and Beth's disappearance, along with a tally of days. Yeah. so And I think it even yeah. says something along the lines of someone was alive for a long time um, yeah. down here. We, we found um, Hannah's
1: glasses as well. Yes, next them. to a yeah. sheer
2: drop. And so you obviously... I think it actually shows you, it pieces it together, that that's basically at the bottom of that cliff where those stags were kind of trying to push you off it. That's kind of um, geographically where that lies. So um, the kind of big reveal, or one of the, sort of the next big reveals... Is that you see in the next alcove? You find a, a wooden cross with Beth's name on it and the date, second uh, yeah. of February, twenty fourteen. So you yeah, think, well, so she was alive. Yeah. Yep. Um, so did she die from the fall on that night? And Hannah lived. Yeah. So that's kind of what yeah. it points towards. Um, yeah. And it kind of interspersed amongst all this exploration, you keep seeing like a little flare, almost like a like this same flamethrower that we've seen beforehand. And like you hear a scream at the same time as it, so like to me, it just suggests that there's somebody down there that's maybe trying to fight something. Or I don't know. I didn't yeah. see that.
3: I didn't spot so, that. I so sort of like Before... a couple of times, there was this burst of fire and, and sound from somewhere. Yeah. And, and you meet and the like guy a loud at the scream end. scream at the same
2: time. Oh. Yes. Oh.
3: Yeah. Didn't yeah. you meet the guy at the end, Chris? Okay. Um, okay. Yeah, I did. I did
1: see the guy. At the end. I just didn't see any of the that the bits in the uh, oh. while I was exploring
0: before um, you meet the guy with the flamethrower uh-huh did you find Beth's head
2: yeah no? yes okay yeah
0: oh, no no, finger, no Matt
2: right
1: yeah' his severed head
2: yeah yeah, yeah. so it's just so that's yeah. where you so you come along here so yeah that's it so you you, you find Hannah's locket that's got a family portrait inside yeah. which again so you you it tells you somebody must have moved it here. Uh, this is where I realized that you could turn things different ways because um, initially you had to turn it a different way to register as a clue. So this is where I realized I'd been messing things up. Uh, and as you see, yeah. it's at this point that we then find, well, initially you think it looks it looks almost like a doll. That's, because of the perspective it uses, it's quite mm. clever the way it's done. Yeah. You think it's maybe Beth's doll that sat there or Hannah's doll that sat there. And you walk towards it and then it, you don't actually see it up close and then, Obviously, she reaches down, picks up, and uh, it's basically Rip Beth's rotting head sitting, oh, on, a, yeah. Yeah, sit, sit, sitting on her grim. jacket. And I mean, it just looks so yeah. grotesque. Um, yeah, it's and, horrible. Yeah, and it just right away just kind of really ups the stakes in this scene because you think it's basically been severed yeah. in the neck, but the rest of the body isn't there. Mm, yeah. Um, yeah, exactly. And it says, I think it specifically says there's no sign of a body. So. Basically, try to get yourself out there as quick as possible. You are able to switch the electricity back on, and uh, you work your way up. You get in the elevator, but it doesn't go all the way to the surface. I think it just goes up one level and stops. Uh, and as you exit, you see this stranger that we've seen multiple times. The other one, the one that sort of that Mike was chasing initially with a rifle, yeah, and. Yeah. Uh, we get our first proper good look at them, I guess, and we can see that they've kind of got these goggles and a flamethrower, and so you've got another one of these events where you've got to stand perfectly still, which I did okay. Did you guys manage that one all right? Yeah. yeah. I did this one, yeah. I was fine on this one. Yeah, cool. Um, and then you basically wait until he's out the way, and then Emily makes a run for it, uh, but she gets spotted by him and he chases off after her. But I was thinking for some reason, and I don't know why, and I guess it's maybe deliberate, but I just don't feel as threatened by this guy as what I have with just about every other person we've come across in the game. There's something about him that seems slightly friendlier. I don't know why. But friendly is maybe the wrong word, but I, it less probably seems a bit
0: more human or something.
2: That's maybe what it is, it's, it's, yeah. As
0: strange as it sounds, yeah.
2: yeah. Um, so we try to escape. I basically tried to hide behind a wooden partition. Yeah. Um, I did as well. Yeah, but that scene basically ends with, we get a proper look at him because he finds Emily. Uh, But the scene ends where there's actually a brief couple of seconds where he stood there looking at her and he's obviously not gone straight. He's not attacked her straight out. So you think maybe he is a friendly influence. I'm not sure. Um, So that scene ends. Uh, We cut back to Chris and Ashley as uh, Sam and Mike come and join them. And uh, this is where Josh launches into his speech about how they, uh, how they must be feeling at this point. And he basically it uh, kind of brings it all into context, really, the whole, the whole sort of explanation for, for what's been happening. And he basically compares it to how his sisters must have felt a year ago um, when, obviously, when Hannah got this trick played on her. Uh, and it says something like only they didn't get to laugh it off. So he's obviously um, kind of been orchestrating this whole thing since then and uh, says that he's been planning the weekend as a, a means of revenge and he holds them responsible for his sister's death, which you can kind of understand to an extent. Maybe not to the extent that he's taken it, but uh, he talks about how he's its almost like a proper um, Bond villain moment here where he basically just starts explaining his whole plan to them and how he's been yeah. able to do it all. Yeah.
1: It's Scooby, Scooby-Doo, isn't it? Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah.
2: And, did,
0: did you feel sorry for him at any point? By the end, yeah. by the end of this chapter, I felt a little bit sorry for. Yeah, him. I mean, like it's pretty. He's I mean, clearly like, just had a massive breakdown, on he since. Yeah, since and I think like, if you look at from the point of view, if that
2: was like if you had a group of close friends that ultimately you think ended up co- you know played a prank like that that ultimately cost your sister's lives, then yeah, you would, you can totally understand that you. I don't think the way he's gone about it is necessarily the best way to process it, but you can understand no. how he might uh, he might be a, you know pretty upset by it all. Um, mm. But uh, kind of so he, he he's basically all, of, all away on this diatribe, and Mike eventually loses his patience and tells him that uh, Jessica's dead, or, or that we think Jessica's dead, and uh, the he seems actually quite surprised to hear, or he seems genuinely upset to hear that, or concerned to hear that. Yeah, um, he does. And uh, Mike pistol whips him and that that scene ends. So you've got another... So did did, did, did Chris punch Josh in your scene? Did Chris... In the next scene he did, yeah. Oh, sorry, sorry. Okay. (laughs) Yeah, so this is where basically they are... um, Mike and Chris are... But I basically got him hogtied and they're frog marching him along a yeah. a path, and you keep yeah. get. I don't really think I. It felt as though the game was always trying to lead you towards getting Chris to, basically, attack or to do basically to to have some for the, for there to be some sort of repercussions for Joshua. There didn't seem to be sort of any options that just left Josh alone from what I could see. Yeah, um, yeah,
3: there is. I'm I'm pretty sure I didn't hit him. Um, yeah. Mean, Whenever you oh, can okay. choose, I mean, I'm there's in. there's a point in a, just a second where Mike is about to hit him with a baseball bat or whatever, and you, and I,
1: yeah, I, yeah, and Chris yeah, takes I, an I choose him. to
3: stop him instead of hitting Josh because yeah. I could have chosen hit Josh or his arm, Mike. I think.
1: Yeah, and also Josh, Josh is Josh is teasing Mike when Josh when Josh ends up mm. going a bit mad and. Being all silly, he's teasing Mike, and that was a butterfly effect moment for me. Yeah, because Chris chose to save yep. Josh.
0: Yeah, rather than getting um, get shot. Yeah,
1: yeah. Yep. So I think that much changed depending on who you choose to kill at the um in chapter five, chapter
2: four. Yeah, no, that's it. So I did the same. I chose to um, basically hit him with the lump of wood, doesn't he, to stop him from to stop Mike from shooting Chris, but mm. the what was it that he was going to shoot him with was that
0: it was the gun that he found when he was following When the handgun so yeah it was the yeah.
2: handgun yeah yes yeah. so that one was i had it in my head for some reason yes yeah, so i i got the two mixed up so it wasn't the one that was full of blanks it was actually a genuine a genuine mm. handgun yeah 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 um it then kind of goes backwards and forwards so a bit. Uh, I guess with the choices I've made there, and I, it sounds like the same for you guys. It basically kind of seems to have set Chris and Mike against one another, and Josh is obviously trying his best to 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 encourage that. And the I think it, the the scene ultimately sort of culminates with um, I see Mike and Chris now seem to be a bit set against one another, and they sort of reluctantly agree that Chris is going to head back to the lodge, and that Michael watch over Chris until the Michael morning watches. when they assume that the police are going to come, and that's it. That's the end of the yeah. chapter, so I not did, quite it, the cliffhanger it, it, necessarily that it was at the end of chapter no. three. But we want to know how this one would finish. But there's been more than enough yeah. that's happened, I guess, to to kind of to
0: to make it worthwhile. It, it did make me yeah. laugh when um, he says they're gonna, he's going to stay with him overnight, and Josh yeah. turns around to him and says, "Oh, sleepover? Can we get some?" Yeah, a drink, sir? yeah.
2: yeah <laughs> totally. Yeah, so I mean, it's yeah. probably worth it's worth saying that you know he's sort of become. Pretty kind of incoherent now, hasn't he? And, you yes, know, he's, he he's, has, yeah, he's now he's I think he's completely well and truly unraveled. Um, yeah, and then I guess the yeah. final thing is the no analyst section, as you say. So, now cuts not... straight
1: to previously on Until Dawn, yep. doesn't yeah, it? Yeah, mm.
2: yeah, So, I thought Remy Malik was
1: brilliant in this last section, but I know a couple of people on Discord have said they found the whole thing he found. He he found they found it a bit hammy, or he overacted. I thought he was really good. I thought he acted it really. I think well. he overacted. Yeah, as well.
3: yeah, I thought. I think he overacted. Yeah, I mean, Do you he, he act- was calm and collected, and and planned all of this. And I mean, he, the the amount of work that he's done here is impressive. I mean, everything's been planned and executed perfectly. And then from one second to the other, yeah. he goes cuckoo. It, it it's not really
0: believable, is it? It's almost like a split personality, yeah, exactly. isn't it? yeah yeah and he's yeah. just unraveled and he's...
1: yeah I got the impression that finding finding out that when they say when they tell him that Jess has died my my reading of it was that that was the the trip that kind of sent him over the edge and then he just felt really bad and has almost lost it yeah hearing that he's potentially
3: killed so to somebody. me it felt like yeah he didn't believe it more that yeah.
0: maybe oh, well. yeah well the whole time he was saying that he didn't injure anyone yeah. wasn't he he said he didn't he yeah. didn't kill anyone there was no yeah, yeah.
1: nobody got hurt
0: yeah yeah
1: <laughs> very good though i tell you i mean I, I i really really enjoyed this this section it was a it I, was I, a lot I, that happens yeah there was some good stuff in here i've gone from feeling really disappointed after the first three chapters and all of that terrible dialogue I I actually really enjoyed it and when the characters aren't talking to one another I really <laughs> like this game I think it's really good. I I really enjoy it yeah
2: it's
1: just when they start talking again I I it kind of I start to get a bit cold
2: and I think it's as it's got more serious and like the stakes have got higher I think that's really kind of shone a spotlight on it how much it does detract sometimes from some of the tension. The the the, the scenes yeah. as you say are better sometimes when there's the less said the better. So I guess in conclusion for this one, um a quick kind of run table off so uh Mads, who's dead in your group? So I'm guessing Jessica,
3: but I'm not sure if she, she fell down okay. that uh, on that elevator. Um yep. Matt, of course, because he's hanging on a hook. Yep. Um, yep. Who else? So
2: I think that's the same for me. Yeah. I, I think yeah, I it. think you, so. I think from what you yeah. said, I think i just Matt. Matt definitely. Jessica maybe. Mm. Uh, Chris. Uh, well, I'm hoping nobody. But from what my, I'm worried now about that chapter
1: title, that Jess might be dead. Or I can't think why. But I suppose I'm in the same camp as you. I seen Jess fall down that elevator shaft as well. So if we assume she's dead. Uh, my Matt's still alive, and now we know that um, Emily's still alive, and somehow she... I wish she wasn't, but somehow <laughs> she managed to s- survive that fall. Um, so I, I've got... Every, I, I feel like I've got a full house. Maybe, yeah. maybe
0: Jess. Maybe Jess. You might get them all to the end. Jim? I think my Jessica's dead. It Matt's, sounds like no, it. Jessica's definitely
1: yeah. dead. No
0: doubt about bad. <laughs> she had <that> face missing. <laughs> my um, my Matt's not doing very well. So I, yeah, I, I think he's he's pretty dead as well. Yeah, Jim's, Jim, Jim's Annoyingly, Jim's I think Emily's going to get a, get away with it. Yeah, I think she's, I think, I a think good she's,
2: she's going to get out of it. Yeah, she'll be the sole survivor. Um, with the guys, Beth and Hannah are both dead. Neither of them dead. What do you guys think? <sighs>
1: That's an interesting one, that. Well, obviously, we know that one of them's dead, so we know that Beth's dead. We've seen a head. Yes. Um, so that was well, some trick if he, she was still so alive. I, yeah. I, I haven't I
3: seen her head, but but I'm I'm guessing there's no... I mean, there's nothing in the intro that can't be changed, really, is there? I mean, I, I couldn't have no, somehow surely not. triggered that she'd be alive. Unless
2: no. Josh, you know, given some of the props that have been used... I'm just thinking. outside said, "Box, is it possible that it's a prop head that's down there? Who knows? Mm-hmm. I think it'd be. Pretty, well, we Josh, we- Josh would be pretty unravelled to put a prop
0: of his <laughs> of his missing sister's head down there. But who knows? Yeah, you won't put it past him though. But we. So do we think they were alive after they fell to the bottom of that that cliff? I thought they were dead. Do we think they, think they were. One... They were. They were alive, or do we think that, that they spent a the bit of time? Are... time
1: in that cave yeah, I think Hannah was I think Hannah was still alive so, yeah
3: Beth is the one who I'm hit head it. On the on the rock or okay yes, hmm. e- yes. who was and the one... one
1: who was pranked was it Beth who was pranked Hannah. or was it Hannah okay so Hannah was the one then who was on the bottom when hmm. they fell so that would mean that she was the one who hit her head yeah,
3: that's true that doesn't make sense. Mm, I Think
2: you'd be able know, to rewatch yeah, that clip? Know. Yeah. No. Um yeah, no. I'm go I'm thinking at face value. I think Beth's dead and Hannah's alive or was alive. So I think Beth died in the fall and I think Hannah was alive. That's what I'm going with. So is Hannah one of the um, killers then? Well, this is what so who or what killed Matt? That's the next question. Yeah. yeah. For those of them, for the this Wraith type creature. Yeah. So yeah. What is and that? Who
1: is the straight who is the stranger? Who um, who is with Emily? So I'm putting an outlandish the theory out there. The Wendigo, yeah. yeah do do you know what the Wendigo is? I think that's the creature. No, no, I no. What is it?
3: if I recall correctly, it's just an old Indian thing, uh, Native Americans. The Wendigos were actually humans who ate human meat and then turned into these monsters. So it would make sense with some of the uh, the stuff you talked about with the with the miners. If there is a supernatural yeah. thing ah, to this, we haven't okay. seen any evidence so and far that there should be a supernatural we, thing. But if if there is, a vendigo it would actually mm. make sense.
2: Well, we know that it's basically built on Native American sacred Native American ground, don't we? So that yep. the miners would be deep underground, it possibly unsettling. A Native American grave or yeah. some sort of burial sure. site or something. And if they didn't eat
3: so, human meat, then that would could potentially turn them into vendigos, Yes.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Yes, I like it. The guy with the goggles and the flamethrower. Who's that?
3: Somebody in the know who's trying to kill these things down in the mine.
2: Yeah, I don't know. Do I, yeah. What about Mister? What
3: about Mister Washington?
2: You think so? What, the dad? Yeah,
3: I think uh, I'm, I'm going to say her, the dad. He wouldn't let his son and f- friends go to the house if he knew what was going on there, would he? Um, I
0: he don't know. Too, I he looks, le- looks
2: too young. I don't know. I just think that I whether, it, whether he's... I was wondering if there's somebody that's down there who's still basically obsessively looking for Beth and Hannah or one or the other. I don't know. He seems to look... I think he looks too young. Yeah, probably. So there we have it. I think that's... you happy to wrap it up at that for now?
0: All will be revealed. Yep. There's, a lot, there's a lot to unveil, isn't there, and uh, unravel in the next three chapters, that's for sure.
2: Yeah, so obviously that's taken up to the end of Chapter 7. Next time we'll do 8, 9, and 10, and then obviously discuss the, the final conclusions. So we should be back together, what, in about a fortnight's time? We'll basically try yes. and get it done prior to our arcade club trip. So this is yes. what the... 14th today by my watch is that right so yeah. Yeah, yeah there'll be an episode out just i guess if we kind of get together we'll do it the end of october and get it out just before we go down to arcade club so it should all be yeah. wrapped up by the time we get together and we can discuss it hopefully spoiler free uh, when we get together at arcade club for those of you that are going yeah in the meantime as always where to find us well we've got our twitter account at playthrough underscore pod we are also we've got a very good website that's got all our back episodes on it www.playthroughpod.com Jim has been doing a grand effort on Facebook, YouTube and Twitch where if you just search for playthrough pod we'll be on yeah, there also
0: with, yeah
2: perfect have you put any more videos up at all have any more
0: jump scares I've not no um, I've just not had the chance with, with yeah. work and everything but I'm going Don't to try know. and edit that first one just for the yep. jumps yeah Yeah, cool.
2: No ways at all. Um, Anything else that anybody would like to say before we call it a night?
1: Come and join us on Discord because the chat on Until Dawn has been brilliant, and there's loads of different opinions and theories. And whilst actually while we've been recording, good old John V has been playing through this section that we've been talking about, and he keeps updating his theories depending on what's going on, which has been quite entertaining
0: (laughs) to
2: read alongside this. Yeah. yeah, come and join us. It's good fun. Yeah, definitely. So I, I was going to actually mention that because although um, we really only got kind of like one listener submission for this episode, there's there's loads of, like you say, loads of other chat happening in the group itself that has kind of got just as much, if not more information than what we've been talking about. So yeah, come yeah. and get involved. it would be good. Gentlemen, thank you so much. I appreciate this being a slightly longer one, but there was a lot to cover tonight, so I think we've done it justice, (laughs) and then some. Uh, And it is interesting to see that maybe the the games are starting to diverge a wee bit as well. It's nice to see that it is possible to get some different results. So we'll see what happens at the end of it all. More to come. Matt, you can now go to bed. Yes, you're relieved of (laughs) duty. (laughs) It's a quarter past
3: midnight now. Good
2: night all. Just getting started. <laughs> right. Good stuff. Thanks a million, guys. I look forward to speaking with you soon. And uh, the next episode, we will try and keep it under what? Two and a half hours. Two and a half hours. That's it. We'll see. No promises. <laughs> All right, guys. Thanks a million. Bye bye. Bye
0: bye. Bye bye.